0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Total 90 Premier League podcast. This is your favourite time of the week. This is my favourite time of the week. And I am Nick Brown, Frowney Brown, from Frowney Brown Town. Week 3 is done and dusted and we're talking the Wenger Round Army being in full voice as Liverpool humiliate Arsenal 4-0. Chelsea hold up every other London side with a 2-0 win over Everton. Both Manchester clubs register three points, despite only one looking particularly good in the process, as well as all transfer news, Facebook's finest, and we look ahead at the deadline day ahead of the first international break. And of course, I am not alone today. I am joined by probably the happiest man at this table right now, Nicky Kennedy. How are we doing today?
1: You're right, I am happy. And uh, I'll tell you what, Nick, there's one thing I am that's probably not following the general uh, the general crowd here is I'm actually happy that Wenger's still got a job. Because, <laughs> and I really hope that he's got a job by the time Arsenal play Liverpool at the, Etihad, well, uh, at the Emirates. Sorry.
0: The, um, the Wenger in-brigade is actually uh, very much in effect, especially here. Please,
1: guys, just one more season.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we are coming off another, you know, every week seems like we've got about 10 different stories to talk about. We're he- heading into our first international break. Yeah. Who do you think, who are the clubs that you would want to be right now? Who are the clubs that you wouldn't want to be right now?
1: Uh, I wouldn't want to be Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh, definitely wouldn't want to be West Ham. Yeah. Um, obviously, United are flying, and um, you know, besides United, like, you know, the rest of the teams are really just like I wouldn't say they're doing really well. There a lot of them are finding their feet. I think.
0: I I, would, but, I disagree with that. Well, I I think I definitely want to be Huddersfield right now. I think uh, yeah, West, West uh, Brom, uh, especially as I stand well. Stand
1: corrected. Huddersfield have done really well. These like they really like. It's three games in, but they've set themselves up for the season already. Um, they're not chasing us. They're they're there. You know, they're sitting third. Like who would have who would have said seven points from a total of nine, and a game they poked have one on the weekend as well. So like it's a dream start for them. I, I, I take that back. I
0: do. Well, like, and also Huddlesfield have an absolute cracker of a game. West Ham's first home game will be against them in a fortnight, fortnight's time. I think that any team other, yeah, any London team other than Chelsea would be pretty damn disappointed in how the start of the season, it seems like a common trend that Spurs always start slow. Yep. Uh, West Ham have been absolutely woeful. We'll get into them. Uh, you know, same with Palace, um, Arsenal, of course, you know, Wenger and Brigade is in strong effect, but
1: for
0: me, anyway. looking through the table, it's, it hasn't shaped up. I was just, My first question to you is when do we start actually kind of paying attention a bit more to the table? Because right now, as for me at least, I don't really pay attention too much. I know United are flying. I know who's playing well. I know who's playing poorly. But I don't really look at the table to justify that.
1: Yeah, three games can't really say much. I, I, I have to agree with you there. Um, you're probably looking at probably five to ten games. I think, that, like, honestly, you, like, you want to give your, your team ten games, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, about ten games is where the benchmark is, and you'll yeah. kind of start to uh. It
1: won't it won't change too much from there. It's really settled by the tenth tenth game, I think.
0: And who do you reckon the uh? So we're saying the poor teams. Who do you reckon the worst team right now?
1: Oh well, obviously twentieth, rest of them. Um, you know, I I I tipped them for big things. I know you didn't tip them for that bigger things, but you, you definitely thought that would have been a challenging site. Um, they've been nothing but really disappointing. Really, the players that they're coming, they're they're bringing experience, but. That, seems, that doesn't seem to be changing much. Um, yeah, they're in real trouble at the moment. And I think it's the start of the end for, for Billich. I honestly do. I think they're, they're already looking at play replacements right now. And it's sad to say for someone it, you know, after three games. But to be honest, I think the conversation had started long before the start of this season.
0: Well, that's that, I think that's true. There's been reports that they're already holding board meetings on what they're going to do with Billich. We are only three games in, as you said. Premier League is very cutthroat. We they have got a tough fixture in terms of they've played the first three games away from home. They've also had a midweek clash. Yeah, what's,
1: what was that
0: that it's very like if I was a West Ham fan, I'd be very very disappointed because this. You know, to me at least this really hurts any chance of kind of progressing this season now I know we're only three games in but zero points your goal difference is already very poor and you know you are got to play your first home game at week four like you'd be feeling like you've got the short end of the stick
1: yeah I'm not sure how that even works like I've never really even heard of teams having the first three away have Yeah, or no, maybe I, it has to something to do with the London Stadium I'm not 100% sure
0: I would have no idea and like as I said you know they played midweek games away as well and I, it's, it's just one of those things that you know I guess it is the luck of the draw you know you could say that um, yeah you know, Everton as well have had a tough draw, but their yeah. tough draw continues. But they still play games yeah, at home at least. There's no
1: sign of uh, ending anytime soon, that one.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I know you you thinking that um, Arsenal probably have had the worst start to, as, opposed, as the same as West Ham. If you had to choose one, what are you going for? You reckon West Ham? Or do you think Arsenal, considering what they are expected to do every year, they've had a poorer start?
1: Um, I, Honestly, yeah. I honestly think Arsenal, to be honest, they've got that one win against Leicester, but that was... Very, very sketchy at best. Yeah, they um, probably
0: should have got a draw out of that, to be honest. They didn't deserve
1: to win. I don't think they deserved to win at all. Um, you know, I reckon Leicester would be still kicking themselves about that one because they, they find themselves in a position where they're floating middle table and that, that one point or two points could have, you know, put them up a, a possible five spaces almost on, yeah, exactly. the, on the table. Um, you know, as I said to you, after uh, the first game I said that they really put like that victory was a band-aid over bigger wounds and, and I've been nothing but honestly probably proven proven right because they've come out against other teams, Stoke, Liverpool and like they, they, they just lost against Stoke but they got embarrassed on the weekend. And and they got embarrassed by a team that share the same problems, I think. Um definitely in defence, but um, I heard a rumour that Arsenal didn't even register a shot on target
0: yeah, this is um, well, this is definitely the top story. We'll definitely go to Liverpool-Arsenal first. This is... Um, I don't know who to give credit to. I don't know. And that's not just me because you're a Liverpool supporter, but were Liverpool just too good or were Arsenal just so bad?
1: Well, I don't even know whether to take credit. Like, I don't... Like, when I woke... So, looking at the game, you know, looking, you know, watching all the goals and how we play, there was some... You know, we used... We were very good at using our strengths, our pace, you know, ability... Um, I think Mane's goal was absolute class. It's, I go He's to, turning into the to the man like at Liverpool I, very quickly.
0: I want to um yeah I want to give a a quick little shout out to Rob Holding who for some reason let Mane cut on the inside onto his right foot. Yep. I am and I will get on. That's gonna be my first person. Yeah, Arsenal did so many things wrong before they even stepped on the pitch in terms of their team selection.
1: Yeah, well Lacazette didn't even start a man that's supposed to win them games of football and.
0: Kolasniac didn't start as well. Their two big signings didn't start. With Rob Holding, Rob Holding's come from a guy who... Was started against Leicester, played poorly, um, understandably, but got dropped completely out of the side. And you Wasn't even on was the bench. Harsh. I thought that was very harsh. And then all of a sudden, he gets fed to the wolves and gets straight put, like, put straight back in the side, not on the bench. Is this, like, the poorest player management that could be possible? Because this is a young kid and he, he doesn't know where the hell he's going to be every week now. And he's been thrown into, like, yo, know, Liverpool, I don't think they've got the best attack, but they've, I... got, they've got the nippiest attack and they've got the most dangerous attack when they're up and well, going.
1: I'll put this to you, right? What attack is generally better than Liverpool's?
0: I would go, I think Manchester United. I think they're the only attack right now, just in terms of depth. But I think... But Liverpool... in,
1: in terms of depth, really, like we've had four different scorers. Oh, it's you, four yeah. Four different scorers that are genuine goal scorers. So but, um, can you, like, and don't forget, say, can we, say, I don't know how, but if Coutinho stays, that's five genuine attacking players. You've got Solanke as yep. well. That That is one of the biggest depths I've ever seen. Like, and that is probably you, depth. That's definitely Manchester United. And
0: you've got, well, no, well, the fucking name that I can't fucking say, Well Wijnaldum. <laughs> I,
1: we'll tr- I
0: will try every week to say, but we'll I'll Naldum. fuck up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, You're right. It is true. Um, I do, like, personally, I, I would pick, you know, I, I do think um, Liverpool probably have the second or third best attack. I think it, I actually right now rate them better than cities. That's just personal preference. I think the well, city... I'd are say more, on par, or,
1: but I'd say that, like, United, cities, and Liverpool's are probably as dangerous as they get. Not, and not just... In, in the Premier League, like you, you can compare them to the top sides in Europe, and they wouldn't be far behind. I think the one thing that Liverpool offer is that just that touch on the ball, the, the calmness that the players have on the ball, and they just know each other. It's like they've you know they've played each other, with each other their whole lives. They link up so well together. Um, I think it's just something that you can't buy. Um, yeah, you know and. And the the one thing Klopp has done is he's bought the players that play around each other are all, you know, the similar type of player, you know, skillful on the ball, creative, you know, quick. You know, you look at the difference between maybe Manchester United and it works for them, but don't get me wrong, it works for them very well. You've got Lukaku with brute strength and he's got Rashford and he's got Martial around him. They're the creative players. You know, we're we're lucky to see in this this year that, you know, a couple of – it doesn't have to be the same style every week. Yeah, or they de- do. That style of attack it's you know there's more than one way of being a, a good Strike force.
0: I think that's a really good point because um, Liverpool and United definitely do have completely different ways of going forward, yeah. and I think that's really uh, it's really smart because when they go up against each other, it's gonna be really interesting to see how it works. I just personally, I, I think United just the way they go forward looks a bit more dangerous. I feel like you could stop They're more them. brutal. Yeah, they are, and I want to get on like I don't you know just because I don't I'm a top Spurs fan doesn't mean I like you know always want to go on an Arsenal ramp. but I want to yeah, <laughs> I want to put yeah I want to put a few things to the test. First of all. You know, they're starting three at the back. Now, this is okay when you've got three decent centre backs. First of all, they don't have three. They probably have, I don't know if they even have one. I, why did
1: Kloschny, like, why did he not start Klochner, I
0: that, It's beyond me. It is beyond me. When you put, like, as I was saying before, Rob Holding going in and out, in and out, he has no idea what he's doing every week. Koschny is a shell of who he was, you know, as, you know, last season. And he wasn't even that good I, then. I thought,
1: I thought Koschny was, like, because I think he was injured, I'm not 100% sure, but. He, you know, I, he hasn't even played this year yet. I thought he was still, he'd still be a start over holding and, and Kloznik actually would start with him.
0: Well, okay, so I'll go for... Joranit um, Xhaka is probably my, my biggest one. This is a guy who now, with three games in, he's he has been the direct reason for three goals the other way. He has been absolutely woeful. This is a guy who has two assists and everybody goes, oh, but he's got more assists than this player and this player... I don't care if he can't hit a five-meter pass. This guy is beyond poor right now. I'll give a little bit to um, Ozil, who at least looked like he gave a shit this game. This is Quite more after of, the game. Well, at least a, there was a couple of times during that he actually looked like he gave a shit. Ballerim playing on the left as a, like a left wing back. Honestly, he's not. A, he plays on the right. Why are you playing him on the left? Ox is playing as basically a right wing back. What is the strategy here by Wenger? As we we're saying, Welbeck over Lacazette. know, Lacazette and Giroud came on. By the time that they came. More and they came on at the same time. It was game over. Yeah, they game were, over yeah. Giroud was the only person really, and Lacazette. Like you can't fault people coming on at you know the 60th minute or whatever, and you know being poor. Like, but they were okay. They at least showed a bit of fight about him. Sanchez, you know, went once he went off, it was just kind of that was it. Like you know, everyone just wants to look at him, like how he was reacting. He looked yeah. like he was a defeated man. Do you think that
1: something like you can't, that, you can almost like not blame him now for him to leave? Like when you see stuff like that and performances like that, and and don't forget he started, didn't he? Ah uh, yeah, yeah, he did. He started. So, you know, you look at a, a strike force, right? That you think of Lacazette and you think of Sanchez playing together. There's probably one some of the like. it's probably as good as you get as a front two, or you know, one playing behind each other. And for a club that have barely been able to hold on to Sanchez, I, I don't know why you wouldn't just chuck him with a Lacazette and go, look what you can create here, and look at the strike partnership you can, and let them, you know, let them express themselves and. And and, and I, I could see Lacazette and Sanchez linking up like a Firmino a Mane and Salah, you know I could actually see that happening and being a, a deadly strike force, but it's never going to happen when you do weird. It, it's just weird, isn't it? Yeah, it it's, was. It wasn't. It wasn't like. It wasn't yeah, sensible. It's like common knowledge that that should work, but sitting one of them on the bench and and bringing Sanchez, who hasn't even wanted to play for, what, three or four months. Yeah. Uh, It's just weird.
0: It was Wenger came out and said that he did it so they could slowly start adapting to the style. I would say to that why would you do that against a team like Liverpool? Liverpool? Like, yeah. why aren't you doing this against, you know, like a lower, at least a lower team? It was just really bizarre. I think that, you know, if you looked at it on paper for Arsenal, you'd kind of get a bit more hope that Sanchez would be staying considering he's starting. And Liverpool fans at the start of the game would have been like, oh, is probably going considering he's, you know, apparently been cleared by Brazilian doctors and yet um, is still nursing a back injury. Yeah. And yet at the end of the game, we'd look at it and go, well, that's probably the end of Sanchez. Uh, that, yeah. that is going to be the last time we see Ox. Mustafi um, yep, doesn't want to. Yeah. Well,
1: Mustafi's going With Inter maybe I think he's Yeah in he doesn't
0: time. He doesn't want any more um, You know this is Like Perez is up Giving it to Arsenal Like you know After that performance And after you know Them giving away His um, number to Lacazette There is just There's yeah. something up And like the fans You know Arsenal Fan, t- fan
1: TV The greatest YouTube channel On it is the internet I uh, say that We're, we're- Fans of two different clubs, and we both enjoy listening. To our-
0: <laughs> but it's just like it, it's creating, you know. Arsenal are probably, um, and I, you know, I give credit to Arsenal fans for actually sticking around. They didn't have to. I think if I was in that situation, and like, I would have been so frustrated when you travel that far to get that kind of woeful kind of performance. Old, no yeah. one was going over. And, you know, there was barely anyone clapping the fans at the end of the game. Which, when you travel away, is just you have to do that. You need to appreciate yeah, your so, fans definitely when you
1: pull out something like that on the pitch. But it just shows how little. They either care for the team Or care for the manager And To be honest It looks It doesn't look The thing is It doesn't look like it's getting Any better soon It looks like it's getting worse Yeah You can't see any good result For Arsenal this season At the moment I don't know I don't know What could possibly happen To change their season the thing is, with them, at least yeah, they're gonna have—they're yeah, they're gonna have they're two trouble. weeks. They're gonna have two weeks for this to simmer in and
0: be like, "Yo, this is legit." We, you know, it's not like it's a five-day turnaround, and they can just kind of move on. Like this four-nil defeat's gonna be the last thing on their mind for two weeks' time. Hope, if you're an Arsenal fan, you would hope that. That, that would kind of fire them up at least for the next game. They have got Bournemouth next at home.
1: It, like on paper, that, has that should to win. That should that be a win. That has to be a win. There can't be anything else.
0: But that being said, Bournemouth are another team who need to set, get on the on the board right now. They're only one of the few teams who are on zero points. Um, anything, you know, I've you know, done my little rant on Arsenal. Liverpool, I think, were really good. I think that they, um, I think, Emraham was incredible. And in considering that, you know, everybody's saying that he's going to go to Juventus. Next season, that's kinda of the rumours. So is,
1: is, is almost gonna be a like for like really? oh, not like for like, but you know, you can see Nabi coming in and, and and playing that role that maybe chance playing maybe Klopp's seen that for a while. It's probably why it could be a it could be a reason why they did go for the the year because it looks like Cam will be going over to, you know, the Italian league. Yeah. It seems plausible, doesn't
0: it? It does and I, you know, if you're a Liverpool supporter you definitely kind of want him to stick around because he was in my opinion, probably the best player on the ground. And yeah. I think that, um, yeah, and agree that. what I want to, before we move on, I want to ask you a question. I brought this up last week about who's more important for Liverpool, Mane or Coutinho. Um, I thought I was in the like the absolute minority, as in like one of the only people who thought that this was a kind of a thing. I was listening to a podcast today and they were sat and they were completely agreed and they basically said if, you know, if Barcelona are chucking out whatever they're uh, estimated to, like 130, 140 million. Why would you not take that? Because at the moment, Coutinho, to me at least, isn't as important as Mane. And Coutinho, what, is a B-plus player who could adapt to an A-player, like, you know, to become that kind of A-plus. But it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen at Liverpool. It seems like he's going to have to go to a better, like, no, no offence, but a better
1: team, like a bigger team, yeah. to kind of gain that. I still think he's an A-plus player. I honestly I do. He's, yeah. he's a player that, like, don't get me wrong, I'll, look, I'd put him in the, in the top bracket of players, but at the bottom... If that makes sense, yeah, I know. it's like at the bottom of the best, and the reason why I say that is, um, if you, for people who don't know what how Coutinho plays, he's uh, a very short frame, a very light frame. His his main ability is ask skill on the ball, um, but know, that's shooting and all those things. He, he's come to England, the toughest, physically toughest league in the world, where his game style suits him. The least his game style is the least suited. Like. But you
0: could say that about any South American player coming over. Like you could say that about Aguero. And
1: who's had as much success as he has? Well, as, like, as in, as in, we'll talk like, success
0: or per, like actually how they've
1: adapted, how they've adapted and how they've played personally.
0: Oh, yeah, he's he's done he's, fantastically. Yeah, I, nothing he's turned into a
1: world. I think he is a world class player. Don't get me wrong, but it beckons to the question every week that he doesn't play. Liverpool fans are forgetting about it. I, you know. On the weekend, or it didn't even. I didn't even think about it. Well, that's and and when you see our team go out and pump four goals against a team that's supposedly one of your peers, not a, a lower team. Yeah. Um. As as Arsenal, and you see four different goal scorers in Starry Salah Mane, Firmino, and you and you think to yourself, you say, or I sat back and go, you know what. I was, you know, I was like, no, we can't lose him, we can't lose him, and I was even saying that like as as soon as two weeks ago, and now I, I feel if he went, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I wouldn't bat an eyelid, but it, it's it's definitely, we like we've we've been tested for a couple of weeks, and we know that we can easily. Go, carry on without him. It just, it, just with Champions League and that this year, it might be, you know.
0: Well, yeah, that's that's the only thing. Like, it does depend on injuries and that. Like Coutinho, I I, I agree, he's a fantastic player. I you know, I rate him a little bit differently to you, but that's like, you know, that's that's yeah, up, we up, well. up, you know subjective, of course. I just think the way that Mane plays, he just seems to. Ad- he seems with, you know, Firmino, Salah around him. It just seems like they link up better. Coutinho's much more, like, he likes to dribble the ball through the midfield and kind of, like, link up that way. And he's, you know, he is one of those, the only players in, in that squad, I think, that is, like, a real creator in terms yeah. of, like, he can create something out of absolutely nothing. That's but it, I yeah. think against teams like you know, Arsenal, like, I think he would have, if he was on the pitch against Arsenal, I think he it wouldn't have been a 4-0 win. I think it would have been less because I think that he... Honestly, he, but... Yeah, I do. I think that just... And also because it was, like, the perfect storm for them the win four 0 like you know, those some yeah. things that it's just so perfect that it wouldn't it wouldn't matter who you put on. You could put Messi on it, it wouldn't make a difference. Like so I I just think that you know the way Coutinho plays, he is much more of a dribbler of the ball. He likes to dribble through the middle, and it's I just think the way that Liverpool well, I always play, thought,
1: like as you said, I'll, I've always been screaming out to. I'd always love to see the formation where Firmino starts up front, and it was a three where Mane start on the right, um, sorry, Salah start the right, Coutinho in the middle. And mine on the left so they you know, both the outside place and cutting if they want. And Katina can be that central man that curates. Yeah. And um I've always loved the thought of, you know, the possibility of that happening. Um obviously Klopp doesn't think the same way as me, that's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I do live in a show and <laughs> in this out of, a, out of someone's, my mate's room, so yeah. obviously uh, I don't know that much.
0: You're Okay, so I'll just put this to you before we move on. Coutinho, right? Say they offered $140 million and you went, what, would you, what would you rather? Because you, let's be honest, he's worth probably half of that and that's nothing against him. That's just the market's so overblown right now that everyone's getting... Paid like ridiculous amounts More than what they're actually worth Yeah 140 is probably double What he's actually worth Why wouldn't you take that Invest in And go Okay let's go real hard At what we actually need What do you guys need You need defence Why don't you go real hard At Van Dyke Why don't you go real hard At um Uh, Danny Rose, or like a left back, or like you know, something else that you need at the back, or even a Renata Sanchez, which we'll get into later. But it's like these, and like you know, basically, Renata Sanchez could be not like he's not as good. I'm not going to be anywhere near that, but he's a fantastic player who and he's young and he's fresh who could actually come in and really. Kind of adapt to that system. He seems like a player who would fit well in with these, you know, with the Salas, with the Manez, with the Firmino's. If you could get three players for the sum of one, like, wouldn't that just be a simple, you know, simple, easy out?
1: Yeah, but I think like with stuff like that, it, it goes back to the old Suarez days where we did get seventy million and we bought three or four players and it didn't, you know, necessarily. Work yeah, of out course, forward. yeah. and um, that's always a risk, but I, I I see exactly where you're coming from, and and each week where we'll I watch this team play, I lean a little bit more towards that that conclusion that maybe we should be taking this money while we can and investing in it in something that we really need and just pay through the roof for fucking Van Dyke for God's sake. Just give them what they want. That's it. I know
0: I think that, you know, that is that's where Liverpool are gonna fall it down, because that's where they fell down last year. Yeah the same same problem was that they could they can do it at the front and they look fantastic and Liverpool will have another period through the year, maybe it's starting now, that they will dominate for a month or two. Yeah. But there will be a period where teams start to work tough. them out, and they start hop, They start sitting back and go, "You know what? You guys just come to us, and we'll just we'll we'll play we'll you on the counter." Out. Yeah, exactly. And the lower teams always seem to do better than the top teams. This is another case of Liverpool destroying a top team. Like they just they're very good at that, and then yeah. they draw against Watford. It's just it's just it's classic Liverpool in a sense.
1: Yeah, it really is. Um, I think it's like we're so good when two teams go hammer and tong at each other, but one when one seems to sit back and just let the pressure come at them. Um, we can't ha- handle the pressure when we're we're put so much into attack. So, you know, I think Liverpool, avoid, like, they're starting to have this thing where the way they go into games is it's almost like damage control. It's like as long as we score more goals than them, it doesn't matter how many they score against us kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and that is very dangerous for teams that are, are used to playing in a, in a way that they've got to limit the, the goal scoring, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So they're so used to, you know, being defensive and stopping those goals coming in when they get the counter, and all of a sudden those teams find themselves two 0 up. One thing I will say is um, Liverpool have two clean sheets in a row now, yes. which is it's it's important. It really is important. Um, it, it settles Liverpool's nerves in a way where you know the questions asked. I just hope it doesn't like the issues don't get put under in the like put our head in the sand until you well, know it's too late in the window because yeah, I feel like you know, just because we've got those two clean sheets doesn't mean the problems that we have are over, it, it just means that we've played well these last couple of weeks, so, but I, I, I like a, ripping off a band I think it's just going to come back if we leave it without fixing it. Really. Well,
0: definitely, and like, you know, yeah, people will try and forget the first week where you guys conceded three goals against Watford, so, and you've come back two weeks to clean sheets, it's fantastic, and like, you know, it gives a lot of confidence, and you know, as you said, you know, it settles a lot of Liverpool nerves, especially as a fan, but it's you know considering you've conceded three goals against a team like Watford, well, it's going to happen again.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And we could have nine points. We could be sitting with the United at the top. You know, yeah, that's that's the difference. And you know, we like we beat Arsenal four nils. So the goal difference, like, and we scored what we scored three against Watford. Um, yeah. And was a one wide, nil. A one nil against Southampton? I think it was. Yeah,
0: it was yeah. You got a five five plus goal difference already.
1: So you got a five plus goal difference. You know, say we kept those three goals out against. Sig was eight, and how how much is up on United? Uh, well, yeah, United are on ten goal. So, ten.
0: Eight, hey, you'd be close. Ten,
1: you, that's what I mean. We'd be close. So, you but know, it's
0: their, their defence that's putting them over you guys at the moment. Well,
1: That's exactly right, and that's a, and that's the thing we need to we need to sort out. Um, we'll move on from Liverpool and Arsenal I think we've had a fair crack at them Yeah, well, that's, um, that's
0: obviously the biggest story So I thought we wanted to get a real kind of dig at that
1: I will say one thing But last thing before we go When I saw like, when, when the result finalised And we'd won 4-0 I don't know if it was the fact that we were playing Arsenal Or the fact that You know I wasn't surpri- terribly surprised
0: Well, it was kind of one of those it games was one of those it?
1: things where I just felt I was like Yes, like, and then I was just kind of like, oh, well. Like, it's just <laughs> kind of like, I feel like Arsenal's such a sinking ship at the moment that it didn't feel like we beat one of the top clubs. Wow, okay, yeah. Like That's big. Obviously, they are a top club, but I, I just felt that, like, the more I thought about it, like, at the start, that initial kind of excitement that, you know, we got up with a great result. But after, you know, thinking about it a bit more, I just kind of thought, you know, with everything they're going through at the moment, is is a four like obviously four nil is a big result, but the win over Arsenal, was that such a, a surprise? Probably not. Yeah. And and does it and more does it um shadow the problems that we have and make us look a little bit better for uh, two or three weeks?
0: Well maybe, yeah, that's exactly it. And yeah, we'll we'll have to find out as it kind of goes yeah. on. Uh, just one more Ballerin, I want to shout out to him for missing the ball completely as the last man, so Salah could come through and have the one on one. Couldn't catch up as well, which is funny because he, he probably couldn't...
1: never found that in his life that he couldn't catch on. Yeah, that was that. his match, that and, was... and you see, um, Mane even catch Ballerin and run past him. That's or?
0: exactly it. it. Shows that and... like there might be players who don't really aren't really playing for the club at the moment. Uh, Could be. Like, you know, you just... I don't know how he found
1: found himself, like, in the middle of Liverpool's attacking half as the last defender. And trying to take the ball like that is...
0: It was so poor. Like, it was poor by the defence for him being the last man. You should never have your right back who's playing as a left back as as the last man as the first place. He shouldn't be missing that. Professional footballers should never miss that. But... It shouldn't have been like that in the first place. You should always have a man behind you and,
1: and it's funny you say with the chase and you say if they cared anymore because when Salah took that shot, I don't know if anyone knows, he had Mane in the middle sitting by himself. And I don't know who was on the other side, even further back. I can't, yeah, I can't remember. Um, I, I can't for the life of me of but the moral of the story was, you know, like, he's made that mistake, right, Valerian? Run for your life for one But Exactly At least put a fucking effort in All Salah had to do If he didn't want to take that shot Was just tap it into the middle And it would have been a tap in No one covered that side And there was two Arsenal players It wasn't just Bellerin So They're not even thinking at the moment Like it, It was probably just It probably just looked better on Arsenal Even in a way that Salah just took the shot Because if he just tapped that over they would have been just pretty much yeah, embarrassed it, it
0: was it was an absolute capitulation by arsenal especially after the first half by being 2-0 it looked you know it, they could have come out and really pushed arsenal were a team who were good enough to do that and yep. then they just went the other way we'll move on to um the other you know, probably the, yeah, other the big disappointment. disappointment yeah west ham um 3-0 <laughs> newcastle victory uh you know west ham of, co- of course playing away for the third week of a row newcastle getting their first points of the season um yep. Does this spell the end? Like, what, what's happening right now? Suppose it's a the seat
1: uh, for Billy. That's for sure. Um, or I think it is. It's it started now, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, it's definitely. We're at that stage now that if, they're going to be hanging off every game. Like next next game, as I said before, they've got Huddlesfield at home. If they don't get three points off that, the fans are going to be going through his head, hundred percent.
1: And at the moment, you couldn't see him getting three points off Huddersfield. Mm. You really exactly,
0: can't. it's very. It'd be a very like. It's gonna be a good game actually to see how they play, especially Huddersfield going over to that massive stadium. I'm Sure, they'd love that. Like, yeah, you know, a team That'd like that great. going to
1: a place like that could be pretty cool. Um, is that is that the stadium where people can't even see from where they're sitting?
0: Well, probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Depending where you're sitting, that's very true. Um, this was just Newcastle were just the better team here. Like this wasn't. Yeah, like, they generally were. This yeah. wasn't like West Ham had chances. Like had all these chances and they just put, couldn't put it away. Newcastle were just far superior, absolutely yep. beyond superior. This was—it
1: was a bit shocking, wasn't it? How much they looked like and they honestly—they made West Ham look like the Championship side.
0: Exactly, and like you know, West Ham as you know, they had what sixty percent ish possession. And it's another thing, like you know, it doesn't matter how much of the ball you have if you can't do anything with it. If you're just chipping it around the back yep. or chipping it through the middle without like going forward at all, it doesn't matter if you have any kind of possession. This is yeah, you know, it was seventeen shots to eight in favour of Newcastle. Like they had. It was eight shots on target to three. And, you know, there was they created what four off the top of my head four massive chances. Newcastle. Yeah, West Ham didn't create one. This was a really poor effort on every front. I think um, Lanzini came back. He cost them one of their goals. I really like him as well. I think he's one of the the better West Ham Sean players. Yeah, team, uh, yeah, but he was just he just it was all over the shop. And first, we'll give him time to get back, but. It's just, there's something up. Like, there's something up with this club at the moment. And, like, West Ham fan TV, not as good as Arsenal fan TV. Yeah, okay, but it'd be but, on the same line. Yeah, but, like, they were just, like, the same kind of thing. that is beyond kind of working yeah. out how this has
1: happened. Yeah. Um, the one thing I did pull out of this game, too, that was very alarming as a, if for anyone who goes to West Ham, and I don't know if they notice it, all of Newcastle's goals were literally basic pass to the guy, he taps it in kind of goals. Yeah. I think Mitrovic, uh, Mitrovic's goal at the end was just a little touch through ball and all yep. of a sudden he found himself with a paddock of space I'm with real. a one-on-one. Kieran Clark's goal was just a little chip into the middle and he found a free header almost unmarked. Um, Hoseley's goal, his first one in the Premier League. Christian um, Atsu ran off from the left side and, and he just passed it through to him, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. He, he got a little bit of a challenge but it was a toe-poke in. And these are goals that you cannot... Allow in the Premier League Because even sides so like a struggling Newcastle Who have not Still Not even I don't think Pushed in the market For anyone yeah. Noticeable like I have not turned my head Around once To notice anyone That Newcastle Have picked up this year yep. Much to the To the annoyance Of uh, Rafa Benitez I wonder when that's gonna You know What's gonna happen with that Is another interesting You know Thing to, to look into Because I can't say As I said before I can't say Rafa accepting this Yeah, Um, that's
0: exactly it. And at the moment, the only thing that I think can keep Newcastle up is one, Rafa, and two, I feel like Newcastle could be like the Burnley of last year where they have an incredibly good home record. St. James Park is a hard place to go and win.
1: 50,000 people can go into that. Exactly. It's it's a fortress. As
0: somebody, I watched the game against Spurs, uh, we were like we were like a little bit better. But this is a team first game up from the championship. We're a team that's supposed to be second last season yeah. and they pushed us for yeah. a long way of that. And who knows what would have happened if that red card didn't happen like, no, that's exactly didn't right. occur. So it's it seems like that could be their saving grace consider but as you said, they need to make a signing or two. They need to I don't know. They need to put a stamp. They need to make a little bit of a statement. And yeah. Rafa's just not getting the backing.
1: Because yeah, exactly right. And at the moment they're play, literally playing with a genuine championship team. I don't. I can't yeah. see much change. Um, change of that at all. Um, and it, it just stinks of a of Mike Ashley just wanting to sell the club. It's like yeah. it's almost like he doesn't want to put the money into the club, knowing that he wants to sell it. Like why would I put the money into the club if I want to try and sell it for two hundred mil kind of thing? Yeah. Um, that being said, championship teams—you're saying like—and
0: that is true—they have basically a full championship team. That doesn't mean you can't beat Premier League teams. Something that like, well, they proved that, the yeah, world. of course. There. But like something that throughout they will take points off these mid to lower teams because as long as they play a disciplined brand of football, like they haven't played. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> what do you mean, like JoJo Shelby? <laughs> yeah. As long as they play disciplined and they stick to a game plan, and I, you know, I back in Rafa's game plan every every day. They're not going to play the absolute most. High class, like your know, flashy football, but they will take points off. And as long as they can stick to it, they will beat a lot of these teams, especially at St James Park.
1: Yep, yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. I reckon that can possibly happen. Um, you know what? It, like, let's just not take away any anything away from Newcastle. They literally no, that... outplayed West Ham this week, and they generally deserve the three points and a three 0 win at Newcastle is exactly what they needed. Definitely down their home deck. It gives their fans a little bit of hope. It gives their fans something to be happy about. Definitely going on the international break. They get two weeks of, you know, the winning feeling. Yes. And, when, mate, I'll tell you, next time they play at St. James's Park, it, 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 it's always rocking, but it will just have a little bit more.
0: Um, it, exactly. And just on sorry. that, it was a, to say, like, you know, West Ham were very poor. They will go into this international break bottom of the table. Imagine saying that four weeks ago.
1: Yeah. It just shows like... Oh, I definitely wasn't. Yeah, like, like,
0: like, I'm, like, I'm sure they will bounce back. I just... They need to change up the way they play. And Newcastle, yeah, exactly. I well, love well, I love you, seeing them and,
1: and that's the thing too. Like, with this win, that, that pushes, pushes Newcastle up the 14th. You know what I mean? Mm. You know? Like, yeah. We could have easily been saying that Newcastle would have been dead last after this game. But we find ourselves, you know, with them, with their first win... There's still, three teams without any points to, learn to win. So, and we'll move on to one of them. Yeah, we'll, we'll move on to one of them. We're, we're talking about uh, Bournemouth and City. Um, a dramatic late goal by Ryan <laughs> Searle finished it up with a red card, which is <laughs> um, it's not the first time that's happened in football, but it's uh, quite humorous nonetheless. Nothing like a man saving the day and then getting sent off on the, in the <laughs> same stride.
0: It's um, like first of all, I want to give a lot of credit to Bournemouth here. I think Bournemouth played fantastically just about through the whole game. I think that, especially the first probably 20 minutes or so. Charlie Daniels, Charlie, how's that going? Oh, mate, that, I was just going to say, Charlie Daniels, that strike, you will not see a sweeter hit all season. any, any league, there will not be a sweeter It's sl- just strike. one of
1: those things where he, like, the play doesn't even think about it. The ball's just there and he just kind of just hits it without thinking about it. And a lot of the times that ball goes over the, and the angle that he was on, Yeah, which is, if I can explain to anyone who hasn't seen it, so... Obviously, the 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 outer out square, if you're looking at it, probably like a sharp left angle, like yeah. out there, somewhere, it's probably the best I can explain it, really. Yeah, good job. And he's just hit that on the volley, and normally that misses, right? And it's the kind of shot that people go, what the hell did you even shoot from there? Yeah, like, 100%. Like, what have you wasted? And then this ball is literally thundered off his foot. And just skimmed the top of the post At the the far right side So you can imagine The balls come across The whole goals And skimmed the far right side And and, and gone in And yeah Honestly like He hit that any other way And it would have been Sent him into the stands Which is not very high at Bournemouth, So it probably got over the stands (laughs) But Unbelievable shot And a brave man To take it on And he he reaps the rewards Because that was fantastic
0: Yeah uh, that's in my, well, easily the goal of the season so far. Yep, um, yeah, easily, Bournemouth yeah. were by far the better team for the first 20. City took over for the rest of the half. They, drew, they got it to 1-1. The second half was really neck and neck. I think both teams had their chances. It wasn't like City were just completely dominating. I thought Bournemouth had their chances. Um, I will give a... Um, a shout out to my my weekly drop kick of Mike Dean for giving that red card. I just yeah, you, it was harsh. It well look look, look at what was happening. But the fans
1: jumped onto the field as well. That's like,
0: exactly it. Like he didn't jump into the crowd. The fans jumped around him. It's not like what's he supposed to do? Like and, try and punch him off. And like, the
1: other thing is too, like it's an emotional game. Like and and we're talking about like more and more these days that players are, are, distancing, are distancing themselves from from the fans. And then you get stuff like this where the, look, the, the play's obviously over the moon that he scored a winner. And not for the first time this week that Raheem Sterling has saved City. Uh, or sorry, in the last two weeks, sorry. With yeah. The Everton goal um, as well, drawing. Um, look, like, I love the fact that he was willing to jump in with the fans and celebrate. You know, the, the players these days, you know, they're kind of, pushing themselves away and every time they fucking want to come close and celebrate with fans if they get punished with a red card well yeah you just de- next time he's not going to you know want to do something like that is he
0: you're, you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't exactly right. and yeah I think that yeah first of all it was yeah it was a somewhat lucky goal we'll give it that like you know just yeah. the way it all happened it would, yeah. you know, you'd be absolutely furious if you were a a Bournemouth fan, especially considering we're into the, uh, the seventh minute of apparent five-minute stoppage time, like which makes it even worse. There was time taken off during that, so I can't, there like, you know there is reasoning behind yeah. it, but still, looking back at that, if, if you're a neutral, looking at that replay, going, why is it 97 and a half minutes into a 95, <laughs> a, 90, a 90 for like a five-minute extra time, you'd be going, what the hell? But, yeah, overall, you know, Aguero also getting uh, looked at, you know, for
1: yeah, for, from the police, which just could be worse in the end, couldn't it?
0: oh uh, yeah, exactly. I don't think anything will really come of it, to be honest. Like, yeah, you know, there was apparently Stuart like pressing some a fan's head against the ground. He wasn't very happy about that, as you shouldn't be. These Stuarts as well, um, some of them do get a bit like they are know, hungry. They, well exactly. Once they 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 get given an inch and they'll take a mile kind of thing. And like if you know, a person jumps on the field, they'll they'll. See the opportunity to take, you know, to do as much damage,
1: not damage, it's, but it's almost, it's almost like a free pass for them, really, isn't it? Like, they can just come in and, 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 like, how dare you do that? I'm, I'm gonna make you pay, kind of thing,
0: exactly. Well, okay, so we'll move on to, um, you know, the only London club that did not any good on the weekend, which was Chelsea going 2 0 over Everton. Um, Murata with another goal, another assist. Um, this was this was just about as comfortable as a win as you could get, considering it was just 2 0.
1: Yeah, definitely. and... Obviously, we made a huge deal about Murata at the start of the year and, and how important it was for him to get off to a good start. I feel that he's won over a lot of the fans, even in this early stage of the season. Because he, for me, he's, he's definitely won over me um, as a skeptic. As a skeptic. And I definitely was. And the one thing I, I have noticed, it's, it's not probably a typical Murata goals, um, you know, the two headers, obviously. Um, The one thing I was impressed with how good his assist was. I was was more impressed with the assist than the goal.
0: Yeah, the header was almost unmissable. The ball was just so goddamn good. And it was just something that, um, you know, if you're a striker, that's what dreams are made of, (laughs) let's be honest. Uh, But but Murata, you know, he is impressing. Um, This is, unfortunately for Everton, by the time halftime came around, or by the time the second goal was really scored they just kind of shut up shop and it was just kind of like Everton never really, they were very one trick and they didn't, they didn't really seem to have that second gear or anything like that, which is something that is going to be their downfall when they come up against these bigger teams.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I I think they're 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 probably just one of the teams that, um, unfortunately they've just come across Chelsea at a time where they're just starting to find their feet now. Um, as I said, after the first game, um, we had questions over Chelsea. We, we had a lot of questions over Chelsea as I well think, as I think we
0: I think we wrote them off after the first week.
1: <laughs> yeah, but was, I think the, a point that I did bring up was the fact that they had a similar start the year before and they ironed out the True. mistakes. And Conte, now that he's done it twice, it's start, he's, he's become more of a genius, I think, than you think. Um, just for the fact that he can change something and it, and it can instantly work. I'm not sure what he's done. But the, you know, the questions about Chelsea were huge at the start of the year. We thought they were in real trouble, and over the last couple of weeks, they've just kind of gone, a, not gone away. The the Diego Costa thing is still there, obviously, but it's not something you hear in every day now. It's not something that you constantly feel, and then um, players are not, you know, maybe not playing for contract. It's kind of like just pushed away to the side, and I don't know if they've all figured it out, like you know, sorted it out, and just you know, made amends or now that they've started winning a couple of games, everyone, you know, have, can go past it. But I feel like, and I think the Arsenal thing helps as well because there's so much more problems over there now. Yeah. And it kind of outweighs Chelsea problems. Yeah, of course. Um, But I, 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 it feels like Chelsea is starting to get into a good place. And I'll tell you what, they're, 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 they're on their way, I think. They're, they'll be a contender soon.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, You know, Going going to Stanford Bridge is one of the hardest places to go. Any team will tell you that. It's just they're so hard, so difficult to actually win, which makes the first win by Burnley even the more backward. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, yo, know, ever yeah, as like Chelsea would be going kind of they're starting to look at transfer targets. They're just about basically confirmed to get Ox now from yep. Arsenal. It good, seems ball, like, do you
1: reckon? Uh, I don't know Yeah uh, look, I. I, like I don't him. think you set the word on fire at Arsenal I like He, he I like might Ox. turn into a good player at Chelsea
0: Yeah like, It's funny how Arsenal fans get so upset about Ox Like you know We, we made you It's like no Southampton No An- you didn't Southampton South made did. you Same with
1: Walcott Yeah exactly yeah. Like, and-, and, and it's interesting to see If Say Ox goes to Chelsea right And Ox starts playing really well Um, I wonder if people like Walcott Will look over his shoulder Will Shear Well he's already gone to Bour- uh, Bournemouth For a, a half a season Yeah Um and go, you know, these guys were tipped to be stars, like world beaters, really, yeah. at a very young age. And if they see Ox go to Chelsea and go, and doing so well, that they might be looking over the shoulder and go, maybe the reason why I haven't gone on, maybe not because of me so much, maybe I just haven't been in the right spot. Well, that's and it'll exactly be interesting it. to see if they'll be pushing a move in the next transfer windows if, if Ox does like, particularly do well at Chelsea.
0: Exactly. And even if Chelsea, like, have some success in terms of trophy-wise, yeah, exactly I'm sure. Right. Um, you know, Everton, we'll touch on them. Do you think that this is a, um like, this is kind of an early warning sign for them? Or do you think it's just more of a blip in the radar? They are coming off a couple of tough games. They did play a Thursday night game before the Chelsea game. So, so they... scored an
1: absolute yep,
0: wonder. Of course. And so do you think, would you, are we looking too much into this? Or do you think this is just kind of something that Everton will have to bounce back for? Um,
1: I think the... Th- Finding out where they're sitting. I think it's 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 pretty early to call it. And, the, and you know, we talk about those top six teams and, they, and they've played two of the teams that are pretty much right at the top. So, oh, and and City. Oh, sorry, they played City and Chelsea. So they got a draw out of City and they've yep. they got the loss to Chelsea. So, you know, they're two completely different results. You know, one would suggest that they're right up there, you know. Both with away games as well. Yeah, both away games. One would suggest they're right up there. And you know, it got a chance. The other result, how comfortably Chelsea won, maybe suggests that maybe they're not as high as what they think they are. It's it, like they got United and that coming up, don't they?
0: Well, actually, I was going to get into that next game, they're playing Spurs for home, then they've got United. Um, I think that is a way as well, which makes it even worse for him.
1: And I think we'll be able to judge after those two games where they're at.
0: Yeah, and like once then, obviously their schedule is getting lighter in terms of their quality of opponents. Like it is very difficult to come off and just go on for you know, huge team after huge team and expect to be able to get result after result. Like It's taxing on the players because yeah. the bigger games, the more they're trying to put in to get those results. We'll move on to who um, Everton have next and that's Spurs over um, Spurs and Burnley.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'll let you take this. Well, I, I did mention this to you. Like, well, Ali got the first goal. The Wembley curse looked maybe, maybe gone for now, mm-hmm. but it it come right back like any curse does when you least expect it. Yep. Robbie Brady's ball through that. <laughs> and one thing I will say is when he played that ball through, it was it was almost like. Slow motion yep. poetry. <laughs> it was, it, just it was. cut through and I swear it was like any Spurs supporter on Tipping would have just said, "Get, kick it, kick it away, just do something. <laughs> and it just kept going and it kept going and it went past one defender, went past two and right at the feet of Woody just – which was, a, I think was just as good as oh, – not as good as finish, but it was a good finish nonetheless oh, with the was... pressure of the defender, Loris coming at him. But that ball from Robbie Brady was – one of the best I've seen, I think that just cut your defense in, like not just one player, but about three or four. And it really like it, that, that got him the joint, that got him the point.
0: It was unbelievable. It was, um even as a Spurs supporter, it was just like one of those ones that you kind of, you Sit were, you were so seat. angry, but yeah. you were just kind of like, that was so fucking good
1: yeah. that you were just like, you kind of had to applaud it at some stage. And and how's the balls to, to play that ball at, at that stage of the game, knowing your team is one, nil down too. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. To
0: summarise, this game's pretty simple. Spurs got cocky. Simply, simply put, what happened was, first half, Burnley defended incredibly well. Really, really well. Um, we didn't have too many huge chances They were you know, holding us off really well. Our goal, Ali's goal, was pretty lucky, in all honesty. Like, it was just kind of a... He had two shots inside the box yeah, in the yeah, corner. T- just t- yeah, it, yeah it just fell on his feet. So you can't really give too much credit to that. He didn't celebrate it all, which was basically him saying, okay, this is where we should be. Now let's try and pile it on. After that goal Spurs basically went okay we're just going to we're going to we no we're going to push for these goals because we want to prove to everybody that this Wembley thing isn't real and we want to put goal after goal after goal they tried they were trying to be a bit flashier they were just trying to you know make a statement basically and they took they they took their opponents lightly and there were signs in the last 10 to 15 minutes there were signs of Burnley They were just kind of they were creeping forward they were having a few decent chances and you know like Commentators were waving it off as like, eh, you know, like it's just last gasp efforts. But you know, I was watching it going, this is not good. And then, like, you can't expect a ball that good to come through at the 92nd minute to, for them to get yeah. that goal and that finish, which was again amazing. It was like, so
1: it, calm under pressure too for exa- a guy that was, you know, for I think it was his first game for Burnley. It was, yeah, Would, from, yeah, from was, the Leeds as well. So he's from the Championship. He's not. He's coming to his Premier League debut and at Wembley. That ball comes through ninety third minute and to put it through like that, that shows some real, real character. Oh, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, and yeah, it was, it was basically, you know, it just kind of went back to bite Spurs. And this is what happens when you don't show your opponents like genuine respect. And they, and like, you know I might be over exaggerating a little bit on that, but like, it, there was a time once we got that goal, it took about five minutes, and then it was just like it was almost like Spurs like party time. Let's just yeah. go. Let's just try and bang in as many goals as we can because apparently, if you've got one goal, you're, you're coasting. Which is not true, and you know this is just a classic case of teams, a team getting ahead of themselves, or maybe not looking at the bigger picture of just getting a goddamn win at Wembley, which would be fucking lovely. And you know, instead they just went, you know, we have to destroy this team, we have to win three or four nil to make some kind of statement. Yep. And Burnley, on you know, full credit to them for what how they held us off and then took their chance. They are basically being the opposite of what they were last season. They they are playing well away from home and they are getting done at home. Which is funny because last year they were the hardest, one of the
1: hardest teams behind Spurs basically to beat at home. So, like, full credit to them. Um, Well, well, they're sitting pretty at 10th at the moment, and they're probably one of those teams that are pretty happy with their start.
0: 100%. They would be absolutely loving that. Um, Harry Kane, once again.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, a couple of questions for you. Yes. Um, Wembley Curse, do you think it's real or not?
0: Yes, I do. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I'm a
1: believer as well because you've, you've had two, not only one, but two chances. It's it's almost like chances.
0: and like I was saying last week that it might be to do with the slow like the grass being slow and that I'm starting just to think it's almost like a mental thing. It is a hundred percent. It's like one of those things that this has been like an internet thing has kind of come out and it's kind of blown out and. Uh, as people have been reading, you know, people have Facebook, people see all this stuff. Premier League players would be seeing a lot of Premier League stuff on their timelines yep. and they would be seeing all this Spurs stuff and I'm sure it's playing into their minds. Oh, it has to be They're now. trying so hard to score that it's not coming natural and they're not trying to like play as a team. They're just like, you know, I just need a bang in a goal just for the hell of banging in a fucking goal. Yep. You know, next uh, in fortnight's time we play Everton away at Goodison. A notorious for drawing against Everton Notorious We always do for some reason Just always have um, It's going to be a cracking game because It must be the Merseyside clubs It just it's, it, must, it must be Yeah we actually Might just struggle against them And yeah. that's it. Uh, like Especially Liverpool we, we never beat Liverpool We barely draw against them Yeah that's very true and, But like We'll move on from them Because
1: One more thing to but Okay so give it to me Kane won't score again this August So that's another year That the August curse for him Yeah What is it with Tottenham and Curses? And uh, mind you, but once again he nearly did score. He nearly scored that you know that one of the the post. Yeah, it's
0: almost like you know, like when you when you're so used to playing a certain ground and you know what the backdrop is of that, you know, you know what's behind the goal and you know the fans are so close, you, you can kind of get a better grasp of where everything is and because the fans are f- a lot further back the stadium's so much bigger it's almost like he's feeling like he needs to put more cur- like he needs to put yeah. it further away or make it even more perfect of a strike and that's why he's pushing it a little bit wide every time
1: when you guys move into your new stadium yes do, are you fearful that this curse will move on to your stadium
0: uh considering that last season we won every game except for two which we drew so we dropped four points in our whole home record it's hard not to get a little bit concerned because we would never, never have that kind of and, record again.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And the thought literally just popped into my head, thinking that if this could happen at Wembley, and you just get a brand new stadium, how, was it, like a 60,000 seat of, Yeah, about 60. Um, do you, have you seen the design of it yet?
0: Looks great. Where are the seats? Okay, are they well, they're, they're pretty close. They're very close. It's,
1: based, it's They're trying to make yeah. a bigger version of White Hart, which is okay. fantastic. I used to love White Hart, and I can't believe... I, so, do they make do they make the stadium on top of White Hart Lane? Basically, they've cut
0: into it. They've had to like they've so during last year they basically built around like they at the end of it they built like one side of it and yeah. like the last corner cuts into White Hart and so they basically uh, had to tear that that's down. That's why they've had
1: their. Because I, I always wondered like if that was in a different location, why another club didn't take that same. Because that was one of my that was one of my all time favorite grounds. It's, it's a great ground, yeah. I it is. Literally loved it. I love the design of it. I love, um, a, a, a white backdrop with the screen. And, yeah. And I, it was one of those those grounds that I think the best grounds are the grounds that feel like you're enclosed in, a, 100%. in like in a like a, a fort you know like a fortress kind of thing and and that imi- uh, really yeah what do you call what's the word intimidates opposition
0: yeah and like it's also like the, the old school designs are sometimes just that the best. they get that brutal design like yeah you know, it's kind of that just honest it's just an honest ground and yeah. it's just kind of it looks Goodison like,
1: Park is another one for that I like yeah I've, I've
0: been to Goodison it's a very old ground well, but I'll it's just really you, cool to be
1: at well what because what my grandfather was, he was at Everton at one stage yep. when he was younger, and I was looking at a photo of him the other day as the Everton team photo, and you can literally see the same stance, like hundred percent, yeah, it's the same stand from back then, and that was nineteen fifty. Well, they still had like the wooden yeah. seats
0: in that, like when we when we went, like they had like kind of yo know, those kind of basically a big pallet kind of thing. Yeah, and then yeah. just like, it's not like you don't have individual seats. It's just kind of this big plunk of wood. Plunk of wood and it's yeah. it's like, it's I loved it. I actually thought it was really cool. It was a really nice. Like really refreshing compared to when our stadiums, you see everything's like, everyone's got their own seats. And like, I
1: love that, but it's cool to have like a different take on it. It, it, it's cool to appreciate, you know, what has been there before you, and and some things don't have to change to still be successful. It's, un, um, it's
0: unfortunate, but because as soon as Everton start becoming a bigger team, they will probably have to do it. They'll, they'll, they'll have to upgrade that. Yeah, That's exactly. For sure.
1: I, I wonder now, if now that Liverpool have done um, upgraded their ground, that maybe they Everton could move to Stanley Park, which would be a shame because Goodison Park is one of the great grounds um, and great great classic grounds of you know of football. It is. Uh, moving on to a game where uh, pretty standard result. Uh, Manchester United play Leicester. United score two goals once again. Another goal in the 82nd minute, so that's another goal to United's season in in the in the 80 plus. A um, couple of big talking points more on the Leicester side more than uh, United. Yep. Maguire is on borrowed time at Leicester. He looks like a fantastic player. He does. 17 million they got him for, which right now. Seems like an absolute bargain. Yep. Um. They got him from Hull City. He will not be at Leicester next year. You reckon? One hundred percent. He's gone. Yeah. He's too good to be at Leicester next year. I think Leicester are a, a bit of a solid team this year. They've just had a couple of tough runs, maybe with a couple of bigger teams. Yeah. Ian Astro did not play again. Yep. Where does that put him right now? Do you think?
0: Yeah. This is um. This is tough because a lot of people were thinking that Vardy might be on the way down or on the way out, which a lot of teams apparently there are bids now coming in for Vardy, Everton and a. Uh, yeah. Everton seem to be bidding for fucking everybody, but like you know, the it seems like there's teams looking at uh, Jamie Vardy. He's um obviously starting to bang him in. He's looking really um he's sharp. looking really sharp. Yeah, he's looking really dangerous on the ball. Uh, so that probably wasn't what Ian Archer was expecting. If he goes, obviously he slips into that spot, doesn't he? Like that's yeah, a,
1: you'd think so. Yeah, so and, and it's a shame too because Okazaki, I, I um I thought Okazaki was going to become the next. Uh, Urola, or what's he, Did you know how to spell his name? Urola or something? No, no, I don't know. Leonardo, idea. I think Urola, he's like a striker for him. Yeah, yeah. And what happened, right, was originally, I don't know, Yeah, I'm pretty sure Vardy was there, and Vardy and Urola, oh, I can't, I can't, <laughs> it's like you and Ronaldo. Yeah, I know, exactly. Anyway, he, that was a shocking pair most, they played most weeks. And when Okazaki came in, it was the year they were in the Premier League, Urola <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> found himself on the bench. And I thought this was going to be the natural progression, and Akazaki was going to find himself playing that role, and Ian coming in and being, you know, that that with Vardy, if Vardy, if Vardy stayed, um, it doesn't look like the case. You know, Akazaki scoring goals, um, yeah, and he's he's finding himself. Exactly where he was at fucking City, on the bench.
0: Well, that's exactly it. Um, you know, just a couple more things. Lukaku missing a penalty, lovely yep. save. To be fair, yeah, um, it wasn't yeah, it was, it wasn't the best take of penalty, but you, you know, it's always he, it's
1: always. Did good you see um, the footage of uh, Schmigel sitting off the line? But was he actually? He was it, far look, enough. Uh, yeah, enough to go. Ooh.
0: They had um they had more than double the amount of passes as Leicester. That far more possession, shots on goal. It was a, it was like. It's almost like I can't say it's you know, typical United because it's only just started happening this season, but it's just another beast performance by them, isn't it? And two players coming off the bench are the it impact players. It seems to be their trump
1: card, doesn't it? It exactly. seems to be that you know if if they can't score, which you know they they haven't been having trouble finding the net, but it, it, more often than not now it's becoming the substitutions in it. You know they got these young guys coming off the bench, and and even Fellaini scored. I'm not sure how he found himself so deep into the square.
0: If Laney's doing so, like for somebody that we give a lot of shit to and like, you know, became a meme last season, he's really fitting into the side well and he's somebody that um, Mourinho really trusts and he like he really likes to bring him on.
1: Yeah. yeah well, he he, well, he scored his first goal. That would be his first goal for the year, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. Yeah, definitely. A bit of a nothing goal. He kind of, Shook his leg at it like a horse taking a piss. Got to be there. Oh, actually, not a horse taking a piss. A dog taking a piss. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> have to get the animals right. You got, got to be there, but um, yeah, you've got to be there. Um, nice little ball for while. Lingard, there's the first I've seen him in a while.
0: Yeah, another another good player who can come off the bench and yeah,
1: I I can't see him staying at United being the best thing for his career at the moment, I reckon he should he should be loaned out. But That being said, if he's
0: if he's you know he's a young player, United are challenging right now. If you were if you were him, what would you rather, just hypothetically, if they offered you, okay, we're gonna we're gonna loan you off to we'll say Leicester, just for the hell of it. Yep. You'll get starting time every week or you could play on the bench with us, potentially win a title and how he, many times are you playing? Uh well that, that's exactly what we don't know. You can't you can
1: only you can only guess. Well, they've got to play a certain amount of games to it to get even get a medal. Do you? Yeah. There you go. Well, how does it, like the backup goalkeepers don't get medals? Yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah. Well, okay. Only if the club
1: buys them, <laughs> which I find very strange that they can buy more medals. Yeah, when you got that much money, you can do whatever the fuck you want, can't you? Yeah, but like, <laughs> don't you think that's a bit weird that like it, it kind of takes the or- authenticity out of it mm. in a degree? It does, but it, you want it. everyone, like, everyone wants to belong. And I in our spot over here, Australian Wolves, where. They only give twenty two premiership medallions. They don't there's no there's no um ifs or buts about it. Well look, we found out with a player that, you know, last year that um a veteran player that was the captain of the team and they he, he had an injury that ruined him for the season and the team just happened to win the grand final. It was a bit of a it wasn't a Leicester moment, but it was along the lines of that. And yeah, he still didn't it didn't matter. He still didn't get a, and a medal for it. And he shouldn't have got one as well because he didn't play it. Uh, well, he didn't and, really play it. And he didn't
0: play grand final. If you don't play the, the last game, in in this sport at least, yep. you don't get a
1: medal. That's just how but it works. I just feel that if you don't play the minimum amount of games, then it's the same deal. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's something
0: It's something to look like, you
1: know, like to question actually. It's something that
0: I, I haven't really heard too much about. It's kind of, it's, it's well, almost like it's such common knowledge in the Premier League that nobody really questions it.
1: Well, I, I, I know for a fact that Mark Schwarzer. I know he definitely got one from Mourinho, the Chelsea, where he did not feature. He literally did not feature. <laughs> It'd be handy, wouldn't it? Um, the last year, like a lot of people forget that he was part of that, He was a backup keeper in that game in that year, and he did not feature at all in that one either. Yeah. So it's 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 how you look at it, I guess. But yeah. Well,
0: okay. So we'll move on. Um, we'll move on to yeah. You know, we've had a couple of little nil uh, all kind of
1: draws. Um, Huddersfield, Southampton. Uh, what do you, what do we got to say about this one? Yeah, this is um... the only thing I could say is Huddersfield could have nine points. Yeah, oh, they generally could have nine points. No, I know Nathan Redmond put one ride, uh, put one wide very early on in the in the game. Yeah, he did. He yeah. Should have scored. It was a it was a lovely little run and, and and really set up nicely. You don't you shouldn't miss them at the top level, but he did. Um, and then from there, Huddersfield had some really good chances. Um, they 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 played they the better team in the first half of one mile and then it kind of the tables kind of turned really didn't they after half time?
0: it kind of fizzled out like you know I think that Southampton probably had the like the clear cut massive chances but I think that Huddersfield looked more dangerous going forward so it was kind of that tip for tack kind of thing you know it
1: it's it a was, result they could have probably got either way
0: yeah and I think you know nil is not the most exciting game in the world but it's probably a fair result the draw yep. in terms of what was Huddersfield still unbeaten still haven't conceded a goal.
1: And it's, I think it's like a record or something like um, easily in the Premier League era, even like maybe 10 to 20 years, even further back that way. Uh, I don't know exact numbers, um, but, you know, it's a record-breaking season for them. Not only, not conceding. Yeah, not conceding one goal in the first three games. Yeah, exactly. Um, move on? Move on. It was, there's not really much to cover. Unfortunately, these last couple of games, not much happened. We probably should have <laughs> Looking back, we probably should have put these games in the middle somewhere no, so no. we can just skim we can, through them. We can skim through these now. But um, Swansea get their first points of the season with the two... Oh, sorry, the first win of the season with a two winner, uh, two-nil winner, two win over Palace. Yes. Abraham and Ayo are the goal scorers. Palace are in real trouble.
0: Yeah. Um, it's funny. I, I don't want to say, like, I'm not going to be that guy. who's like, oh, I was going to put it there. But I remember at the start of the season when, I, when we were doing our predictions, and yeah. I think we both had this, where we are like, you know, Palace, every season, one of those teams that can either... Really impressed because they have the squad and they have those. They have them like on paper. They look decent, but yeah, every year they are so easy to score against that everyone seems to get be able to get through them. Yep they they look like to me and yep. you know, bar West Ham. But I know West Ham will bounce back. Palace are the worst team in the comp right now. I, yep, I, I really, I hundred like by far. They are so they are so insipid going forward. They have no real plan of how they could actually score a goal. Like. This is this is a the ground. They played at home again. This is at Selhurst as well, which makes it even more a, a little bit yeah. embarrassing considering
1: and, 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 and it was a team that's probably you'd say a struggling as much as them.
0: They will be in the relegation battle. You yeah. would expect Swansea and Crystal Palace now. They will be the like two do, teams maybe fighting it. Do you class
1: this game as a six pointer?
0: 100%. Yeah, this was a game that especially cuz Palace you know Selhurst Park is everybody notoriously thinks that Selhurst is like one of the best atmospheres in the Premier League, probably the best. In, yep. in, on a week to week basis, it doesn't need it doesn't need the game to inject atmosphere into it. It will atmosphere will always be there, and I don't understand why people would fucking show up if this team are going to come away. They are what they yet to put a goal away. They haven't scored. No, I don't think they scored. There's, there's, there's,
1: I think Ben who got closest. would put one over the over the bar. It, like, it's
0: just. Like what? Yeah, he did. He missed a couple. He missed a couple of sitters against Liverpool as well. Uh, like it's just really, really poor at the moment. It's just like I, I don't know if it's just new manager. We're trying to get things into it. Like it might be, take a while to get the game plan down, but it is like when you're when you're a team like Palace, who every year is going to be in between probably that let's be on a 14th or wait like 13th to 20th kind yeah. of range. You need to get points on the board early, and for them to have. Nothing to really show for Do you what think they've
1: done. The boys' uh, tactics are probably too advanced for Palace. I <sighs> they, they play the passing style, um, almost like a I don't I don't know I shouldn't be comparing, but like a Barcelona style with possession and passing and all that. And I, I, I feel like the boy has, you know, he has the drive and the ambitions, but I don't think he, he's got the cattle to, to pull it off. And it's, yeah. and it's proving that because they keep losing the ball and they keep. Shipping in goals against him So it's, Yeah, it's true You know, when when does he go Maybe this isn't working And maybe we should try something else Or does he, is he Does he ignore it And just try to No, nah, it's going to work Well, like it depends was, how stubborn he is Well, it, it's exactly right But if he's stubborn He'll probably find himself Without a job, I think
0: Well, that's it And he might also be like I'm in too deep You know, this at My plan wasn't expected to be Like, you know Completely executed correctly Straight away So maybe he's Expecting like it to kind of come to fruition in about three weeks' time, maybe. Maybe he's thinking by week five, week six, we'll really be off firing. Yeah, I'd really be if you, if that's what he's hoping for. I really hope the goal it works out for him, for his sake. Yeah, he needs to. But um, like it's a really poor start. Swansea very very happy they'd be to get points on the board. Um, especially considering they need it, yeah, it's it was a relief
1: more than it was happiness. quite an easy
0: win, in all honesty, and like yeah, you know a nice easy two 0 win. It, it kind of it you know it, it gets them off the mark and that's that's all you could want um we'll go on to the next game another nil-all draw brighton the uh, is the other team who have not scored yet is this worrying for a team like brighton considering that you know they are coming up from the championship if you like you really especially like if you look at if you look at Huddlesfield getting that 3-0 win straight away against palace or um newcastle this week you know it's really good to get goals on the board early just so you, it yeah. just gets the monkey off the back
1: yeah, well, it's it's quite alarming that they played in a game which the biggest talking point was a red card.
0: It was a brutal red card. It,
1: it was an absolute oh, it was a sickening tackle really, but they to keep right in their due, they did look like they're a lot better team, and they did generally look like they are going to score on this one. It was just probably it just didn't go for them. Um, they, they hit the post twice. Yeah, they hit the post twice. I'm pretty sure Watford hit the post as well. Don't hold me on that one.
0: Yeah, I think they might have. Yeah, yeah. it might have been very close. Even so. Um,
1: just. It, it, the one thing that unfortunately for them um as a as a newly promoted team I can't, I couldn't really self could I couldn't really see myself them comparing themselves to Newcastle but I could see themselves comparing themselves to Huddersfield yeah. and and when you look at the start of the season they could get like two completely different results and I think that's that would be you know not a great not the greatest thing to go by um I think they are I I, I I think they're going to go down for sure, but yeah, it's, they just need to get off the mark and they need to score a goal. They need to put one in the back of the net. And you know, if this feels like this could go on, like I feel like it has, they don't look like scoring a goal. That's what I mean. It looks like it could go another three, or four weeks before they do. Actually, put one in the back of the net.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, looking at the positives on that, but Brighton getting their first point away from home to Watford isn't an easy task. What? Nah, the much Watford improved side. This realistically, year. would be putting that like they'd be kicking themselves
1: that yeah. they didn't you
0: know put this team away, considering the start that they kind of st- like they had.
1: Well, they could have been uh, on seven points and they'd be on the same as Liverpool, Huddersfield City, and West Brom exactly. <laughs> And you know, that'd be huge for them at the start.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it isn't like you know, they I doubt that they'll be um fighting you out for relegation. Every no, Richarlson
1: is Richarlison's a really, really
0: I great player. I told you last week. Yeah, I, was, I, I thought
1: he looks very good on the ball, very quick, and he's he's got that South American kind of touch. Something about and him, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you think could you see him playing there for more than two years? Oh look,
0: at the moment he's he's looking like a fantastic signing. He's um it is kind of like that. It's great when it's funny how like South American players are so hit and miss. They either it seems like they're, yeah, either, they're either really that good. poor, yeah, or they just a class above. And it's just the style with the Premier League because some people can't handle the scheduling, the physicality, or what, yada yeah. yada yada. But it's like I think Watford would see this as a missed opportunity. Um, considering they did play most of the game with a man down, it is kind of I guess you could you could hold that argument. Yeah. Um, Brighton had the better of the chances. Watford probably, uh, yeah, it's just kind of like a nil-all. Just,
1: just going back to that point with the South American players, I feel like the ones that are successful are the ones that take the game on. Mm. Um, yes. But, you know, they, they either go in, like, in their shell or they, they really just just put it all on the line and express themselves on the field. And I think they're the ones that, that have the most success. Um, the, the first thing I noticed with Richarlison straight away is he took the game on. He, he he put his body on the line, and he's only a skinny frame. Just, he, he, it's hard if you've never seen him before. He was like a reminds me of um a Cristiano Ronaldo when he first started at, at Manchester United, you know, just a skinny kind of yeah yeah you know, tan boy really tallish you know but skinny and quick and and skillful. So he actually has like I think he's got a big future at Watford, and I hope he does well. Um. There really wasn't like all in all. There really wasn't much to take out of this game besides sure. maybe teaching Burritos how to fucking tackle because that was <laughs> like that could have broken a leg. That yeah, really, that... it was real. all jokes aside, that was a, a pretty disgusting tackle, and I've, you've probably seen w- lesser tackles end careers.
0: That's um, we've had we've yeah you know, we've week three we've had three absolutely shocking red cards with John Joe Shelby and Nudovich and now this one. Yep. It, this is the worst one. This is by far. This is oh, people. People would say and like, you know, they take they they say it as a joke, and I understand it as a joke, but they say like, oh well, at least this guy, you know, there, you know, there was intent to put him at least out of the game. This was a tackle that looked like it could put him out of his career. Yeah. Like this, this could have gone a lot of ways. John Joe Shelby's was stupid, but at least it was just a little. It was just a stepping of the ankle. There's only so much damage you can do with that when you're going in like fucking Jackie Chan studs <laughs> up.
1: And and it and it got him in the area where it, it could have snapped his his uh, what's the bottom part of your leg called uh,
0: tibia fibia maybe no nah,
1: fibia no nah, not tibia um where like we shin is like that generally that part of the leg could have snapped in half but it literally looked like it
0: yeah there yeah there have been cases where it has happened and it it, it was and you know, on just quickly on the richardson South American it's funny how like a lot of South American players like to when they come over they get a bit nervous and they like to. They try and welcome themselves in by like passing the ball around playing by the system. I think it's the players who, as you said, take the game on and play their own style and yeah. kind of go, this is me. I have a lot of flair about me. Yeah. Like, like, and they're willing to take it.
1: that heat and responsibility on to create something.
0: Exactly. And they, don't, they don't want to be just known as another player who makes up the numbers. Yeah. We'll move on to West Brom Stoke. Um, who cares? It was one. It was Wait. It was just it, like... The only the thing most... I will say
1: is West Brom <laughs> probably should have had the result if you saw the mistake, uh, defensive error that... Gave Peter Crouch a goal He was laughing Peter Crouch was like Smiling as he got that As he as he was heading the ball It was just unbelievable He's one of the all time Great characters Peter Crouch is <laughs> um, I'll never forget Someone asked him one time This is This is going a while back But for people who don't know They asked him What Pe- Peter Crouch What would he be If he wasn't a footballer And he said a virgin <laughs> Was his reply um, For anyone who doesn't know Who Peter Crouch is He's a tall Lanky skinny man Very tall Very lanky Very skinny And I wouldn't say he has the the, the face of a god, That's for sure. It depends what your taste is, I like, guess. But yeah. but he's um, also a very funny man. Yeah. J. Rodriguez scores his first goal for West Brom as well.
0: That was the only thing I really took away from the game. Um, this is probably one of the most unappealing fixtures in the competition. It really is, yeah. um, Just because West Brom... And it looked like West Brom were just going to do what they do. They score and then they put people behind the ball. And as you said, it was just one defensive error that will really haunt them of that kind of those three points like i was expecting them to beat every team 1-0 and win all 38 games they can't do that anymore which is really disappointing but
1: they're still on seven points so they've really a really good start to the season yeah
0: considering i actually i think i put them pretty low on my table because i thought they overachieved last season and hopefully they don't stop at 40 points this season if they get there um and they can really push forward because the way they're playing now like you know it, it's not pretty and i'm sure that fans of them well there would be some fans going, I wish they play more attractive yeah, football. But,
1: but they'd rather be playing that kind of football and winning. Exactly. Than um fighting a relegation battle.
0: Exactly. And yeah, that was a bit of game. But what we'll do is we'll take a break, we'll come back, we'll talk some more about the transfers because deadline day is just around the corner, as well as Facebook Finest and our things we learnt for the week.
1: And now for the favourite time of the week, uh, the favourite part of the show is in the show, if that makes sense, Nick.
0: Yeah, good try, mate.
1: Yeah, good try. Anyway, um, it's time for Facebook's finest, and this is the week where we look into some of Facebook's finest keyboard warriors with their stupid comments and things that they generally think they have knowledge on and they really have no idea, and some stuff that we just find generally funny. So, Nick, I'd love you to take, like, you start off this week... and. You found a couple of funny things. So I'll let you start them off. Yeah, I've
0: got a, I've got a few nice ones. Um, I wanted to first one. Give a shout out to the, uh, the guy who found that. You know, he's a United supporter, obviously, and on the back of his shirt, he um was very excited when United you know, uh, got Lukaku. So he decided to um get a shirt saying with the number sixty nine. Pog Kaku with the the combination of the two players. Um, Obviously couldn't decide. Dead set drop kick. We'll move on to um, another one, which I thought was an absolute beauty. Uh, This is on Twitter. It looks like Uh, Jacob at Horsham Zilk. Wouldn't surprise me if Arsenal Football Club was just a social experiment to see how long someone can support a club without killing
1: themselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, surely they've come near to the end now. <laughs> it's, it's, a lo- um, it's a lovely uh, week for Arsenal. Well, ones. for me, I've got one that it's a uh, it's a take off from uh, Justin Bieber's song "Despacito." Despacito. I won't sing it. I'll just sing the lyrics. I'm pretty sure you can kind of uh, make it out. get it. And as a Liverpool supporter, I feel it's only fair that I should say this anyway. Yes. Um, we don't even, Despacito, we don't even care about Coutinho. Our best Brazilian's always been Firmino, <laughs> but debatable. And Mignolet's career at, NFL, at Anfield is finito. Well, yeah,
0: we didn't talk about that, Mignolet getting rested, which was really, really strange.
1: Yeah, I don't know how many times a goalkeeper needs to be rested this season. I would argue to say that zero times. is enough. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't I'll, know about you, Nick.
0: Yeah, but... I'll move on. Um, I've got a nice one. Uh, A-League memes, which is the the Australian uh, league, of course, uh, posted this one, which was uh, basically the A-League table. Now, if anyone knows this, the A-League hasn't started yet. And so we've got the extended table without all the teams. And at the bottom, we've got Bournemouth on zero points, but they've got minus four goal difference. Crystal Palace on zero points, minus six goal difference, and (laughs) West Ham zero points. So they're on the bottom of the A-League and they've played three games. So they're not doing (laughs) too well this year. (laughs)
1: Yep, uh, it'd be sucks to be one of them bottom three. Wouldn't it? Um, another th- one for West Ham. Um, they were close to completing a, a signing of a player and um, someone said that West Ham would finish above Arsenal this season was a comment, oh. which at the moment, they're only a game behind. Uh, it is, but <laughs> it's just
0: like, just the way it's looking right now. To, say, to come out with that, I think that's uh, it's a bit rich. And it's it's funny the kind of characters you get on Facebook who literally have... You could tell because they just have no physical idea and they always seem to have no friends on Facebook. It seems like a fake profiles just to stir shit, but half these people seem to
1: actually have a, They think this is true. Well, I actually saw a comment today. Um, it was after the Nebbie deal, and someone commented saying uh, Nebbie Cater, Thomas Lamar, and Sergio van Dyck, thank you, FSG. <laughs> Now, I don't know if he's realised yet we haven't got Thomas Lamar. <laughs> what? We don't have Van Dyke and we don't have Nebuchadnezzar for another year. <laughs> so I don't know what you're thanking him for because if anything, they're so strict on the uh, the purse strings that we could have had about we could've had, we could have actually had those three players, maybe not Lamar, but if they'd actually gone a little bit deeper in their tight, tight pockets. So maybe just keep the FSG love for it.
0: Day. <laughs> well, I, so the other day I was um, I was scrolling on Pornhub as I always do, and I came across this video, um, this film, which was um, young multicultural gang fucks old French man, which is a picture of Liverpool celebrating after their first their third <laughs> goal. Um, I thought that was quite good with Salah heading the, the pack. On the side, you will see um, a picture of one of the Arsenal fan TV guys with Wenger out blood as the next video to go for, and it's
1: time to go as well. Uh, they're not really having a great time with Arsenal. No, nah, they're not. And uh, I can't see that any anytime soon.
0: Do you have any more for me or do I I, I don't
1: this week. No, you, you can go on. time. That's all right. I've
0: got some more. Um, so Sky News reported on Twitter, one of the world's best known and oldest circus companies forced to close partly because of declining ticket sales. And uh, at Andy Ha said, sad news about <laughs> Arsenal Football Club. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a field day with uh, these ones. Got any more? No, that's all. I, I, I had more. Like I had a lot more, but I just didn't screenshot them because... I didn't want to roast them too hard, but
1: I've, yes, been, I've,
0: I've got my daily, I got my nice little weekly dose of Arsenal hate out, and it's it's justified this week because they were fucking
1: atrocious. That What safe. you mean like last week? Well, yeah, that's and tr- semi atrocious the week before that.
0: Yeah, but this this one was just embarrassing. Um, we'll move on to transfer talks. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. We've only got what two or three days left in the window. Uh, this yeah. is. I, this seems like there's still a lot to be done. they like, there's yeah. so many, maybe. I feel like
1: the transfer deadline day this year is going to be, it's going to go off its, off its head. It like, t- I feel like all the, the major deals are either going to happen or they're going to fall through on that last day. Um, you know, should we start on Liverpool? I feel like they're the most in the market at the moment, whether it's losing a player or gaining them. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, So do we want to wait? We've kind of touched on Coutinho just on like what he's worth and kind of yep. what he, just quickly on him staying or going. If you to I don't know anymore.
1: I honestly don't know.
0: I have no idea. If you had no. to put money on one, just say staying or going? Probably staying. Staying? Uh, okay, so you guys have got Keita coming in, the player that nobody has ever seen play. Yep. Coming in next season, are we happy with that? Considering the price that you're getting at, you can't be, yeah, well, I much guess, much considering what half. they
1: wanted. Yeah. Um, I am kind of happy. I'm happy that, that there is going to be a replacement because I, I think Chan will go. I, I, at this stage, I, it looks like he will go to Juventus. So I, yep. I'll, I'm glad that there is some sort of replacement there. Um, you know, it be issue. I'll, I'll probably you you probably have a lot more Liverpool fans keeping a close eye on him. This year to see how he goes. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes this year. Um, I was I was pleasantly surprised that we put in a 55 million pound bid. Don't know how true that is for Thomas Lamar of Monaco, which just made Arsenal's week even more worse.
0: Yeah, it could have um like it could it would have been so good if you guys just got him like straight just away.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um it's Lamar seems like,
0: you know a lot of clubs want him. Um they put a pretty big price tag on him. I think I've heard reports of some people saying that he could be they want like eighty mil for him, which is yeah. crazy amounts of money. Uh who knows how like, you know, how legitimate that kind of claim is because, you know, as they say, they'll they'll jack it up But last when come the last day. These, some deals get put through that you just didn't expect at all. Yeah. Um, would Lamar, Would what do you think? Would, do you think he'd be a solid addition to the team? Like, oh, I know he's, of course. He's, he's a great player, but do you think he would fit the Liverpool system?
1: Yep, I, I think he does. He's very agile, he's very quick. He kind of, he'll link up with those kind of quick players that we've already got around the ball. Um, I'm, to be honest, I, I'm really not thinking too much of it because it's like Liverpool purposely bid under what they want. Yeah. it's like When they say no It's like Oh well we tried Kind of thing Yeah you know it's I mean? almost like,
0: like Just to meet the quota It's like just to yeah, keep The fans happy. Oh We tried yeah, to get look, it, oh, but... we, we,
1: we did make a bid Like and it's like But everyone knows That the bid's gonna get Turned out And like Arsenal bid 46 already Exactly You know what I mean Yeah like, oh, like 9 mils obviously A lot more Not that But it's not that much More kind of thing you know, you, We didn't blow Monaco out of the water And then And they're in a position At the moment Monaco Where they don't have To sell anymore They've got enough money They've made enough money Yeah And Bappe I, I reckon will we, we'll go so they have got.
0: It looks like he's gone on loan. That's that's the rumor that he might. Really? Yeah, he's going to be on loan to PSG, which is a really crazy one because they and it so will, weird. And it will that will come with a buyout clause for next season. Ah, okay. Which is um, it's you know, it's it's I guess the loophole into the whole financial fair play, which yeah, yeah, you know, is is something to kind of note about. But it just seems like it means nothing really. The whole financial yeah. fair play, but. Yo, uh, on that Van Dyke... Um, well, he looks like he's going to stay now. Yeah, it looks less likely and less likely, doesn't it? But it doesn't look like he wants to stay. It look, doesn't look like he wants to, but it looks like he's going to. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, you know... that's That one frustrates me a bit where we just didn't try and, you know, give him a monstrous bid... Yeah, um, uh, but it, it also proves that maybe the monstrous speed doesn't always work anyway because we're, we're holding pretty firm on Coutinho. So.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, There's two ways to look at that one. Um, Renato Sanchez is somebody who I want to bring up. I wanted to bring him up a couple of weeks ago because there were really early rumours about him in coming to the Premier League. It looks like it, there is a genuine chance now. I'm not going to say it's likely because this close to the, the deadline day, it is kind of hard to get that deal through. Yep. Uh, he looks like he's much more interested than he was, say, three weeks ago. Yeah. I'm very surprised that not ev- like not every team, but like most teams haven't had a crack at him.
1: Well, it's, it's funny to see the front runner for this team is actually Swansea City.
0: Could you imagine? Could, could you ex- actually imagine him going? Like, they've got money to spend considering sigerson has gone. Uh, I could see him going on loan. Yeah, okay. that that's something. Like, he's a player that if I was Liverpool, I like, and I saying this, I said this before, but if I was Liverpool, I would go hard for Van Dijk, and I would get Sanchez as re- as replacement for Coutinho. Coutinho. I, I think you'd be a better team coming out of that. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Just like that's just personal that. because you guys do need defense, and you know, Sanchez could be I'm that always, extra attack. I'm
1: always worried about those players like Sanchez and that have been talked up very young to be, you know, the next star of world football, and 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 they and they hit and they they hop between the big clubs. For a little while and the next minute they've chewed, they've been chewed up and spat out because they've been almost found out to a degree that they're not probably as good as what they've been talked up to be.
0: Well, that's exactly it because Sanchez is somebody who came from Benfica and he went too big in terms of club. He, like, you know, going from Benfica to Bayern Munich is... Massive. It's a yep. huge. It's not yep. like yeah. It's, he has no middleman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you know, maybe Dortmund would have been a better one for him because now he's being left on the bench. That's why he wants to go because he's not getting enough game time. Yeah, and he's a fantastic player, but he just doesn't like you know. Bayern is a team who are very experienced. They are very. They're almost like I wouldn't call them old, but they have a lot of like seasoned players. Talent. They,
1: he's not going to nudge just quite yet.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like they they will go when they retire. Like yeah. you know, yeah. not, like like so. I understand why, um, you know, on that on the buying thing, Iron Robin says that he's open to a, a move to United if they yeah. were interested, which Mourinho has said at some stage that he what he could be interested in, which is uh, another interesting one. Vardy, as we we're saying before, could be on the way out. A very, I wouldn't say likely, but at this stage of the, the the uh you know the window, but who knows? Um, something we didn't we haven't touched on yet is Ibrahimovic. Yeah, yeah well,
1: he's joined he's joining United back. He's taking the number ten, I think, this year. Yeah, there you go. Um.
0: What do we think of this? Because this is...
1: Um, I don't think they need him. I honestly don't. Like...
0: Do you think that his ego might get in the way? Because if you... Like, I wouldn't want Ibrahimovic coming off the bench. I
1: don't think he's... Uh, I think he's too slow. I don't think that... He, I don't think he's the kind of player that would sit on the bench anyway. But he won't get starts. There's no, no way. No, well, you can't imagine that, can you? Like, like you so think Lukaku would start over Ibrahimovic. I don't know where he sees himself. He, he sees himself starting every game. That's, a, that's, a, that's the problem. And the problem is, is Jose got the balls to tell him, oh, you're going to have to be taking a backseat in this one, mate.
0: You'd have to hope that they would have said that before he signed on. Maybe maybe he wants to be a part of a title. I'm. There There is a lot of football to be played now, Champions yeah. League and every, like, all the cup games and that. So there is time for Ibra. Uh, he is old. I'm hoping he recognizes that. He's got the biggest ego of football by far, and I do love that. But yeah. I'm sure that, and you know, a lot of people do say he is a very... Um, a good person to have around the club because he he's funny yeah well he gives off a lot of information and that to the younger players as well and I'm sure with players like Rashford, Martial Lingard and like yep. he would be able to just like Unload all this knowledge to them that maybe even if he isn't getting much game time, he could be helping behind the scenes, and that's yep. something that you, know, you can't pay like. Especially considering they just you know they just need to pay his wage. I wonder what he's actually getting paid. Who knows? They, like I wonder if he's taken a pay cut.
1: Yeah, I think he probably has. Uh, like I can't see him getting the same as what he was when he first went there. Definitely with that injury coming back. Um, I want to bring up to the Ox deal. looks like it's just about to go through. Good deal, bad deal. What are your thoughts? Uh,
0: oh, so Ox Oxlade-Chamberlain going to Chelsea for a port at around 40 mil, I've heard. Uh, 34, I heard. 34, there you go. Um, So I don't know about this one. I really like Ox. I know I've said this a few times, but Ox is somebody who I think has a huge upside to him. And I think that he, I've just the way he plays, I think he's much more dangerous than a Walcott ever was. And okay, yep. uh, that's just a personal opinion, but... I don't know where he's going to fit into the side, so I'm I'm assuming he's going to know that he's probably going to come off the bench for most of these games. Again, you've got yeah, it, it, games, it, it, so. you got extra European games, so
1: players like Victor Moses and that have forced their way into this Chelsea team and, and turned themselves into a, you know regular players. So I, I can't see why he can't. And it, it seems to be Chelsea seems to be a team where you have waves of where you play. Like if you, you think of Willian. And, um, you know, that he was playing the season one year and then feeling himself on the bench the next year. Yeah. Um, and Opportunities then, and then he, there. Uh, yeah. And then he's starting to play again. So it's like that they, they have waves where they, they find themselves playing, you know, 10, 15 games in a row and then they might play on the bench for the next five, 10. So um, I, I, I'm I very optimistic for him in that respect that he will get a chance to play and, and maybe he can turn that role into more than a bit part role kind of thing.
0: It does look like Chelsea is a place where there is opportunity. Like yep. if you if you show Definitely. you're willing to adapt to the system and you are showing progress on the pitch and off the pitch at training that you will get your up, you will get your chance to shine so i you know it's good for him i think that there was uh, there was a ceiling that he could uh, there was a very small ceiling that he could reach at arsenal and i think yeah. that that ceiling at chelsea probably gets raised a little bit i and hopefully he can smash through that and kind of create a new one yeah exactly uh, i want to go through a few ones really quickly alexis sanchez go on you reckon go on Oh, what do you think's happening because we've heard time.
1: Oh, recently
0: know. today even that there's talks that Wenger wants Sterling or Aguero yeah, that's as a part massive, of the yeah. deal
1: and to be honest if that was part of the deal and he, and he got offered that I heard Messi he offered Sterling so wow if he I'll take Sterling any day of the week
0: well, he's he's saved them the last two weeks, hasn't he?
1: And he's twenty-one or twenty-two.
0: Yeah, he's um. Well, he, he has. He's he's uh got the draw. He was the goal to get in the draw against Everton. He scored the winner in the 97th minute this week. I don't know why you would want to get rid of Sterling.
1: Someone had a made a very valid point that uh, Sterling had left Liverpool to join a chain club in the Champions League and then ends up getting traded to Arsenal who are not in the Champions League <laughs> which would be quite hum- humorous. I'd, I'd actually quite enjoy that.
0: It's kind of crazy that he used to play for Liverpool. Just like, it seems so long ago It for does, me.
1: doesn't it? And it's only been two years. Yeah, that's
0: exactly and it. And he
1: was breaking the records back then with the $50 million transfer.
0: Yeah, well... <laughs> Look at the records now. <laughs> um, so you reckon Sanchez gone? Do you reckon Sterling will be a part of it? Or nah. do you think it'll be just nah. a straight deal?
1: When was the last time you heard it? Like uh, they, they throw in names all the time. And it annoys me because when was the last time a player got ch- included in a transfer?
0: Uh, the, I remember Ibra going to, I think it was when he went to one of the massive What was the biggest team he went to, Ibra?
1: Well, he's played at them all. Yeah. Well,
0: when he went away from Inter, uh, Barca. Yeah, when he went to Barca. Sorry, uh, Barca gave them Eto. Oh, uh,
1: yeah, very true. Very yeah,
0: true. Uh, that's that's a rare one. It is a rare case, and it seems like that's a part of every deal now. It seems like everyone's like, "Oh, you're gonna get, you'll get this get much money, but you'll get this player." And like a lot of times, it's a no name as well. But Damn
1: like, it. but it never goes through. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I um, you know, had Barkley. Um, Chelsea are biting pretty hard. Do you reckon Barkley will stay?
1: Oh, no, I didn't know any rumor about the Chelsea one. Yeah, the,
0: um, Chelsea are biting big time for him. Oh, okay. um, Danny Drinkwater is another one that Chelsea really want.
1: Yeah, he he seems to be a player that Conte specifically wants. So it's interesting to see what will happen. He obviously he wants to move. So yeah, we'll, well, these all could happen on the last day. They're fifty 50 fifties.
0: Who else we got? We got uh, Ar- what? He won't.
1: He won't go. From PSG, you reckon he will stay? Yeah, he can't get into the country. So. Yeah, that's
0: that's the problem. Um, there have been reports saying that he wants to sign with Man United. PSG don't want to um, sell him to Man United. They want to sell him to Spurs. Please do. Uh, I'd I'd be Spurs aren't big enough. <laughs> I think that uh, I don't know. Actually, it'd be good to see uh, if he was as good as Walker. But it'd be I'd love him. I'd love him over here.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Mustafi, that's another one. Um, he looks like he's gone. He'll go to Inter, I think. Do you think that that's a really interesting one? Because he's only he's pretty new. Like he's not like. He's not exactly like he's, uh,
1: he's just jumping off the ship, mate. while it's it's on fire.
0: Well, it seems like everybody is, isn't it? Could you imagine if, if in a week's time we come back and talk and Ox is gone, which is pretty much guaranteed. mustafi has gone, Sanchez is gone. You know, it's like at the start of the, you know the window, we fought Lacazette coming in. Um, Kalasniak was something that we like. We heard really good things about him, and we're going, man, Arsenal could actually not challenge, but they they look like a good team this season. Well, and all of a sudden, they've lost yeah. half the like, most of their starting squad like a third of three players out yeah, of it
1: yeah i'm not sure what's going to go on with
0: that one. uh any other like in terms of other transfers is there anything that's um kind of piquing your interest
1: no i'm really just looking forward to the, the deadline day and seeing how it's all going to unfold there's always one or two transfers that come out of nowhere and 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 really go oh, yeah, that's that's happening and and because it's all you know the last day it's it, it's a lot of uh running around and and all that kind of stuff and it, We'll, I'm sure me and you will we'll be keeping tabs on it and we'll be able to fill in on everyone exactly what happens and who goes where, how much for, and how it unfolds.
0: Exactly. I heard today that um, Spurs put in a bit for Origi.
1: Yeah, that- I heard that Origi could be could be leaving. Um, I hope not. I think he's a good player. And I, and I think he'd probably do well as that, that came kind of back up. He's probably found himself a little bit down the pecking order, but with someone with storage in the squad, he's so injured all the time. I, I don't think we can afford to
0: yeah. yeah, there is opportunity there. I think with Salah coming in, maybe he kind of sees that as kind of, well, I'm probably not going to get into this spot. And we only really got him for 10 mil. That's exactly it. Like, you know, and what would he be worth now, do you reckon? 25? Yeah, I'd say so. I, I wouldn't think Liverpool would get rid of him for maybe because he's not starting as much. Maybe he yeah. might get a little bit less. Maybe early. He can play. The maybe late teens. Yeah, he's scored, a, he's scored a fair few goals for you, so yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Um, Mares, staying, going. Staying. Uh, Mbappe. Do you think like, I say we're saying before? Do you think he will stay or go? Probably go. You're gonna go? Um,
1: yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know too much about the deal. Uh, variety, variety
0: will stay. Yep. Um, Draxler, where's he going? He, <sighs> if anywhere, or do you think they have to offload him?
1: I think they have to offload him. Yeah, I, I think he can't stay there for another six months. He he won't play football. If you guys got to... rid of
0: if you guys got rid of Coutinho and you go, would you be happy with Draxler?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. You reckon if you, and how much? It depends th- what we did with the other half. Van Dyke. Yes, maybe a pretty good deal, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, any more you got? Um, I'm just trying to think. Do you think Vardy will stay?
0: I think he will. I don't. I just don't see. I feel like next window he'll probably want out if they don't have a really good season. But at the moment, it just seems like it seems like he's not committed to any club. That's one of those things. Like he doesn't seem like he wants to go anywhere. Yeah. In particular, he's kind of like I'm. I'm open to leaving, but
1: yeah, but I'm happy if I stay.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, we'll move on to our last part because we don't need to do predictions. We will nah, do them we'll, next, next week. week. Uh our things we learnt for for the week. And um, Would you
1: like me to go first this week? You could
0: definitely go first, Mickey. I'll... All right.
1: Well, you know it's been another another hectic week in the Premier League, and there's a few more things that uh, stood out this week that. Are, uh, I've sat back and I've, you know, I've realised probably more than other things. Um, number one, Liverpool don't need Coutinho. Um, I know. Like as a as a Liverpool supporter, it's probably taking me a little bit longer to come to re- this realisation, as probably other people. Uh, but this week, watching this week and how many goal scores we had and how we scored the goals, we can live without Coutinho. Even with Champions League football, it, I'm not saying it's we're better off. But I'm saying if Coutinho went, we would be able to manage. I think that it's possible that we can, you know. I, you know, I'd, I, at the moment, I'd rather lose the Coutinho than Mane. I honestly, would. Yeah, that's at what.
0: the moment, I think that's a real because I yeah I've brought this up this week and last week. I think that's just a really great debate because Mane is just so good right now. Yes, i, yeah, I I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to see him. And, like, and
1: the thing that we were questioning that deal like this time last year before the season started. Yeah, exactly. 35 million. You know, 35 that, million, man. Like, it, it With 100. Everyone
0: was like kind of and uh, look this it just seems like yeah you know, it doesn't seem like much now. But like <laughs> yeah. you know, it it seemed at the time we're like oh you know we're taking a chance you're taking a chance on the player and it's just like well here you go repaid like yeah, yeah what's he worth hard. now? Like, he's worth probably 50 60 now. Well,
1: like at this at the moment he's worth 100 I reckon. Cool. In this inflated, yeah, this, well, this inflated transfer window. This
0: this it. early on into his contract, maybe, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, the second point I know, and this is probably gonna be his biggest any what, any call that I make. Um, Arsenal, it's time to cut ties with Arsenal winger. I think it's time. Whoa. It is time. I don't know how many how many managers can go through all of this and still have a job. None, except for Arsenal winger. I think I'm not saying there's the best choice for the club. I'm just saying that it's so much damage has been done now with players, with form, with the fans, um, that it's just too much for a club to sustain, and they need to cut ties and they need to cut ties sooner rather than later. I feel, so, I honestly feel so fast get It's like everyone's forgot every single good thing that he's done for this club, and you know he's part of the Invincibles, man. They didn't but, lose a game one year. I know this is in the past. It's yeah. like a classic Liverpool thing to do. But his his manager style seems to be outdated. He doesn't have the fans back anymore, and he doesn't have the team, team the players on it like supporting him either by the look of it. They look all they look all down at the moment, don't get me wrong. But it's almost like they feel sorry for themselves more than, you know, trying to play for the manager. Um I did have something written down for my last point, but during the week I realised something that you know, um, has, I thought was dying in the game yes. But has definitely come back And that is headed goals I think headed yeah. goals Have generally come back Into the game 100%. And they've become As important as ever You think about the goals That have been scored This season so far And I'd say 60% of them Have come from headers Well it's
0: We were talking about this Before the season started It seemed like it was A dying art form Didn't it And it yeah. was
1: like and it's, and it's just Sprung back to life It well, really has And it's and it's not just the classic header goal like the Murata did on the weekend. It's all types of goals. You see, Peter Krause's goal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just bounced up in and kind of just tapped it in. Exactly. And there's Okazaki's goal, Vardy's goal, yep. I- I could li- Lacazette's goal. You know, yeah. I could literally name nearly most goals this year. And they've they're been from the head. It's, it's really just sprung back to life this year.
0: And certain teams like West Brom are like are taking that and they want. That's how they're getting their goals. They're yeah. like they're a big team. They're like we're going to put it in the box. We're going to get these set pieces, get these corners, and we're going to take advantage of that. Yeah. And it's almost like they're like because teams now and like you know, scoring from corners seems like something that I remember last season. I was Like never Spurs never scored from a corner, and it seems like more teams are scoring from corners as well. Like whether yeah. that is yeah, off the definitely, uh, it just seems like. Teams aren't willing to defend it because they're so not used to like genuine, uh, you know, aerial threats. And it's it's fantastic to see these players come back and kind of remind everybody that you know you can score from your, from head. your head, yeah. And like, it's just yeah, I agree. It's I, it's I think that's a really good point. I'll move on to my three points before we get out of here. Um, my first one is um, it's a kind of simple one. I, I get on. I know I'm get on. I'm on his bandwagon, and you know he's basically the whole team for me. Aaron Moy is a genuine good player. And I, I say, yeah, I I, the reason I say that is I'm not the only person saying this. This isn't like an Australian thing. This is on like, you know, I was watching the um, Huddlefield-Steph Anton game. The commentators who aren't Australian, who don't like, you know, are basically saying that Aramoy Moy is one of, if not the best player at that team. And they were saying in the pre-match that, that he was basically a team, a player who could um, get bought, bought by a bigger club. Which is a fantastic kind of omen for him. I listened to, I watch a YouTuber who said the exact same thing. Who's a, who's from Newcastle, and during that game, he said this this guy is absolutely tearing us apart. Like this yeah. isn't this isn't just us. This isn't just us over exaggerating things. There are play, there are people over there, over in England, going like this kid's really, really good. And
1: and, and it's it's so the rewards of not jumping too far too early. Like he he made the he made the switch to from Man City. I mean, to from Melbourne City to Manchester City, which is. People don't know. It's a team in Melbourne that, who's affiliated with them, and instead of you know, post staying on the books for six months there, he went like whether it was his choice or not, he went straight to Huddersfield in the championship, yep. which at the time was a good move. He didn't need to go to a Premier League club at that time. He probably wasn't ready. No, he's he's gone up with the team that he's played with all year, and he stayed stayed with Huddersfield. I don't know. As I said, I don't know how much. Obviously, he yeah, has the choice to stay. You know, when it becomes a permanent transfer. Yep. But he's grown. He's grown into the role. And, and now he's, when he's played the Premier League, he's been ready to play the Premier League. If he went and played last year, do you think he would have been ready?
0: No, no way. It's And it's also when you're surrounded by players that you know and you know how they play, you can adapt and you can like bring out their strengths and you can understand where they're going to run in that. And that's why him not moving was the best choice that he could yeah, have made. Definitely. Uh, yeah, definitely. And also I say this because he played, as the commentators are saying, he was a bit down. He still had some fantastic moments. He was—he yeah. wasn't dominating like he did last week, but it was—he had some really great crosses. His crossing ability is really good. They yeah. trust him with corners.
1: Well, he just that first goal of the season. For exactly,
0: me. it was fantastic. Like, it was basic stuff, but really well done. Um, my next one is that I, I pointed this guy out because he hasn't really gotten any real recognition. I know. You being Liverpool sport I don't like to pump your ties up too much but Salah's really proving his worth I think at the moment as yeah. somebody who's kind of flown under the radar as a buy someone I actually sometimes forget that you guys have already got because you got him so early in the in the other uh, window
1: Yeah well it, it's funny you know the one person that has has really said how good this guy was is Jurgen Klopp he, he yeah. really did say how good this guy was and he almost couldn't believe how good, how, how Chelsea let him go Um He's really playing the cameo role, I think, with the Mane He's playing so well and, 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 you know, a couple of other things. But he scored a couple of goals now. Um, I thought his goal on the weekend against Arsenal was... It was better than what people think. You know, he used his pace, obviously, but it was a calm finish. You know, he had a lot of time to think about what he was going to do.
0: And he had to score as well, he had with all the players well. around yeah, him. exactly
1: right. And he, I liked that he took the game on and, and took the one-on-one. And I think that he he's gonna he's gonna have a good season. I think he's gonna link up well with Mane and 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 the pressures. He's not the main he's not the main guy, so the pressures off him a little bit in that regard. Yep. But as probably summed up in his first game. He, he wasn't great in the first half, but he's on his feet now, and I think he's going to become a really important player for us.
0: And also, like on top of that, I think a lot of big signings are actually showing their worth. If you look yeah, at Kaku, I don't think there's
1: any, been any proper flops yet.
0: Not yet, yeah. And no, I'm still waiting. Like even Bernardo Silva's really working his way into the game. Like um, what do you reckon? La- I think Lacazette's like doing fantastically. I think that just it baffles me that he didn't start. It yeah. really does. It was he, when he came on, he looked decent. Like you know, you can only do so much with what he was working with at that stage of the game. But it was just, you know, I, I think just about every big signing is really um, is showing why they're paying that money, even yeah, though exactly I still right. think it's a little bit overpriced. And my last point is that come in Australian time, Tuesday, the 12th of S- September at 5 a.m. on Australian time, it's do or die for West Ham. West Ham are going one-on-one at home against Huddlesfield. If they lose this game, Billage will go. simple, And
1: they can lose that game.
0: It's not it's not a guarantee. Not a guarantee um, I'm not... I just think that the way, like, you know, you can you can put down a lot of West Ham, and I did defend them earlier, saying that they have started with three away games. Because of that, you like you know, there have been some excuses that can be put out. I understand that, but this playing at home, this is your first time. The fans right now, I can imagine. I can only I imagine mean. the absolute how nervous they will be. Come walking into London Stadium, going, here we go. This is a stadium we don't play well at. We are we have we have over three. We've conceded at that many goals so far. We are the easiest. We've conceded the most in the league. We have scored fuck all. We um I think Analovich still isn't back because he's still being suspended probably. Uh, there's a lot against us. We're coming up against a team who hasn't conceded a goal yet.
1: And then probably on still in that cloud nine feeling.
0: Exactly. And they've got a big boy Aaron Moy on the on the team as well. And there's a lot you know, I'm sure they're gonna be um it could get really hostile, especially if they if Huddlesfield were to score an early goal, I'll tell you what, the fans would turn yep, like definitely. really quick and um Yeah, I reckon that's it's over for village if they lose. uh, What we will do is we're going to finish up now, but I want to say before we do that next week we will be back. But we because there is no football because we are on international break, we'll be breaking down everybody's transfers, who's done well, who's done worse. We might even do like a you know rating from twenty down to one, um, as well as our predictions because there's no point in us putting our predictions now. I want to say right now, but I am three nil ahead of Mickey after um, in the predictions three weeks in a row.
1: Yeah, i haven't started
0: great. uh, I've Predicted three score lines exactly correct, which I like to um I will point what, out. One here.
1: more thing before the transfer window ends, Nick. What's the deal that you want most to happen?
0: Well, I want oh as a Spurs fan or as a th- neutral, as a neutral. Um, I would really I I said it before. I think Renato Sanchez coming over to Premier League. I think that I don't know why. There's just something about this guy that I think he could really do some damage. I would love to see um you know, Van Dyke moved because he looks like he wants to, like just because because of that. Uh, I'd love to see Iron Robbins back in the Premier League, even though he's a bit old, but I think that's a really nice one. Um there's a lot there's a lot of deals. Is there anything that sticks out to you?
1: Um I know this sounds biased, but I think if Van Dyke goes to Liverpool, it turns the competition to a five team comp. It's a big call, but I think it's warranted.
0: There you go. Um that's fair enough. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to the Total 90 Premier League podcast. We will be back next week. My second mic, Mickey Kenny, is going to take us out. Take us out, Mickey.
1: Well, I can't get too excited about this weekend because Arsenal have no chance to lose. But (laughs) yeah, looking forward to next week's show and hopefully we can cover all the transfers that went through.
0: It's going to be the best year of the Premier League because we're going to take you all the way through it.